MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, January 10th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, police in Montgomery County are investigating controversial video that shows an unarmed woman being tased and pulled out of a car during a traffic stop. The incident unfolded Sunday in the parking lot of a Wawa in Balakinwood and was recorded by at least two witnesses. So are the are the two Wawas that are down the street, are those both Balakinwood? It's a good question. Um, I don't, yeah, are they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Marissa's saying Or, or is yes. that one off of uh, off of the Schuylkill considered Belmont Hills? It might be Belmont Hills, uh, but the one right around the corner from them. Would I'm, be the Bala one then? Maybe. I was you know just what? wondering which yeah, one. I, I just don't know of any other Wawas that are very, very close right. to here other than those two. Because this is right. Well, right in our area, for those who don't know. Yeah. Also, if I see the video, I could tell you, we could all tell you which, which one, one it was. was. I know, I didn't Because see the, the one video. down the street, and what you were saying is Belmont Hills, is... Hands down, the worst, worst Wawa parking lot of ever. all Wawa yeah. parking mm-hmm. lots. Yeah. You, when you park, you're basically sitting in the street. Yeah, I know. Uh, and people park across the street, and they cross, and, yeah. like, uh, I, it's it's dangerous in the morning. I, like, mm-hmm. slow down when I go past that Wawa because it makes me nervous. Uh, the video, according to those who were there, show Lower Marion police officers demanding the driver of a maroon Volvo to exit the car. One officer is heard threatening to break the car window after the driver refuses repeated orders from police. Uh, the woman who witnesses say, is a 30-year-old from Norristown asks officers for a supervisor as she continues to refuse to exit the vehicle. Moments later, witnesses say the woman was tased multiple times and dragged from her car by police and arrested. That's the one in uh, on Rock Hill. It's Rock Hill? Yeah, not the one on, on Belmont. Okay, okay, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was brought to Lankanaw Hospital for a medical condition and later released. No charges have been filed against the driver. Uh, witnesses claim the driver was originally pulled over for tailgating. The Lower Marion Police Department says the traffic stop happened after a short pursuit. Superintendent Mike McGrath told Fox 29 officers encountered a non-compliant driver who actively resisted their follow-up investigation. Force was required to take the driver safely into custody. The department on Monday said the incident is under review in accordance with their use of force policy. Doctors who treated DeMar Hamlin and the Bills uh, safety said the Bills safety was back in Buffalo on Monday, an uplifting sign of a remarkable progress he has made a week after going into cardiac arrest and having to be resuscitated on the field during a game in Cincinnati. Hamlin was discharged from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center in the morning and flown to Buffalo, where Dr. William Knight said he is doing well. Hamlin's return comes a day after he cheered on the Bills from his hospital bed during the regular season-ending 35-23 win over the New England Patriots. The Bills wore number three Hamlin patches on their jerseys and honored their teammate by raising three fingers in the closing minutes while tight end Dawson Knox celebrated his touchdown by forming his hands into the shape of a heart. Hamlin responded on his Twitter account with a heart message directed towards Knox. Fans joined in with many holding up red hearts and number three signs. The 24-year-old has made significant progress in his recovery since spending his first two days at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center under sedation and breathing through a ventilator. Uh, He was awakened on Wednesday night and was eventually able to grip people's hands. By Friday, Hamlin was able to breathe on his own and even address the team by video conference in which he told the Bills, love you boys. Pretty remarkable. Yeah. yeah I mean, a week ago, oh, a lot of people were, had no idea whether or not he was going to live. Well, and I was thinking, could you imagine waking up um, from this and like 
basically, I mean, the, the majority of the country, like, waiting to see if you're okay. And yeah. like, you're unaware. For yeah. You, yeah. And you don't even yeah. know. Mm-hmm. The latest update from doctors came on Saturday when they described Hamlin's neurological function as excellent, though he remained listed in critical condition. Hamlin has been up walking in the hospital in recent days, tolerating a regular diet, and has been meeting with family members and his care team. I think the parallel is we on the show know that the country is rooting for us. Well, yeah, but we're aware of that. But we know yes. that. We know. Come on. Mm-hmm. Hamlin, every day. Hamlin's case has been transferred transferred to a hospital in Buffalo where he will continue to recover, something that will be measured in weeks to months. A coalition of the Chinatown community and its businesses says it does not want a 76ers arena to be built nearby on Market Street. Now opponents of the proposed new arena are ramping up their efforts to push back against the build as they look uh, as they took reporters on a tour of the areas that will be impacted the most. Uh, the Chinatown coalition to oppose the arena held a press briefing in a uh, dim sum restaurant Monday morning before reporters were taken on the tour. Uh, of Cuthbert Street. Do you think they'd be cool with an airport? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, probably not. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't. I was anti this uh, arena till maybe a month or two ago, and then I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe. All right, you know, and I, I started to kind of see the light. What? 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 Uh, what? Because I'm. I'm still. I. I. I'm not a fan of the concept. But um, what, what turned you? Uh, I, I think it could be good for the city. Now, listen, I you know I don't have any uh, skin in the game. I right. don't you know I don't own any real estate or run any businesses in and around that area. But that area sucks. Like it, it not, not Chinatown, but yeah. like that area. It's in the middle of our city, right? And it's kind of like a dead space. The 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 uh, the Galleria. You know, still they, isn't doing anything. They've tried they re- to revive re- that thing yeah. over and over and over again. Right. So I just think, you know, again, that the obvious is that you have a lot more parking potential. Yeah. You know, and that and once you jam it in down there, it's going to be a lot more problematic. Yeah. The the idea is that they're going to run more um, uh, trains trains in and around that area. They have have to. Oh, you guys, you put mass transit. Mass transit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Not your own personal (laughs) trains. But uh, I don't know. But I don't know what sort of uh, implications it's going to have. For China, I, I was like, this is going to bring more people into that yeah, area. But, it's like, but they're saying it's like butting up right against where they are, and they're worried about the construction part of it, and that it'll it, kill many businesses. Right. Uh, it, it tends to bloom out, yes. So opponents argue the stadium will gobble up property right up to the edge of Chinatown, which they say will hurt many small businesses in the area. The 76ers are pushing to build a privately funded $1.3 billion, 18,000-seat arena along Market Street between 10th and 11th Streets. Wait, and meanwhile, I saw that. I was like, wait, it's on Market Street between 10th and 11th? That's it. Like eighteen thousand right. seats is yeah. going to go. That's where it's going to go. Yeah, I just I don't know if this this is short sighted on on their part. Like, it, yes, it, it's going to suck while the construction process is going on, but it, at least you know, like forty two times a year, you know, at least yeah, they're going about, to bring in you know eighteen thousand people that normally wouldn't be right, in but that think area. Think about the construction part of this. Those small businesses aren't going to last the length of the construction if they have no business coming in. Yeah, but you're saying no business. They're saying there's still going to be business there. Right, but but think about it. They're saying there's not going to be anywhere to park. It's going to be such confusion down there during the... That, listen, this and is how what long do you think the business owners... A year and a half? Uh, I don't know. Like that. I don't know. They In this uh, article, it didn't say... Uh, how long you know they're projected to take to build it? And what are these businesses doing for that area now? Like you know what I mean? Like I, I you don't should know. go down there. I will. I will go down there, <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah. The team argues the new arena will uh, infuse new life into a slice of Market Street that has lagged, despite the fashion district's retailing. Listen, I'm just a guy who farts in charge. Yeah. <laughs> I feel strongly about this. The revenue that could be generated is amazing. I mean, are are the businesses that are actually in the uh, fashion district now? 
are they complaining like this? No, this is Chinatown. I know, I know. I, a bit like, you know, like Wetzel's Pretzels, for instance. You know? <laughs> There, I just want to say what's in Brussels. Many small businesses in the area are concerned that Chinatown will not survive the construction phase of the arena with parking and traffic being their biggest concern. With the arena's potential to pump more life into a major section of the city, the pushback against it remains a controversial topic in the city. The 76ers say they will continue meeting with community stakeholders until an agreement is made. In sports this morning... The Flyers beat the Sabres 4 nothing last oh, night in Buffalo. Joel Faraby had two points, and Samuel Arson made 28 saves to lead the Flyers to the win. In his fifth start of the season, Arson earned his first career NHL shutout against the league's highest-scoring team and gave the Flyers their fifth win in six games. The Flyers are back home tomorrow night, and will hoax host Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. In college football, the number one Georgia Bulldogs asserted their dominance early and routed number three TCU in a 65-7 win in the college football playoff national championship. Georgia's Stenson Bennett led the Bulldogs to -to back-to-back national titles for the first time since Alabama did so after the 2011-2012 seasons. And the Sixers, who beat the Pistons in Detroit on Sunday afternoon, will play them again tonight with a game in South Philly. The Sixers are 24 and 15 and in fifth place in the East, while the Pacers are 23 and 18 and in sixth place. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Morning, everybody. Morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we officially get the program started here in a moment. We have some things taking place today. We are going to have uh, Steve Gutenberg. Yes. On the show, the Steve Gutenberg Mahoney <laughs> from the Police Academy movies. Uh, he is actually in a Lifetime Network movie, which is called How to Murder Your Husband. Now, my question is, is this like the, the dark Lifetime movies? or All Right, this is from the, that they call the Ripped from, the Ripped from Reality series, basically. Okay. It's based on a true story All right. about a woman who is currently serving time in prison, who wrote books like uh, Murder Mysteries. Oh, yeah. And actually ended up, and she actually wrote an essay yeah. on her website called How to Murder Your Husband That's and right. then did. We talked about it. We, yeah. she, she's been in the Bizarre File. And it, uh, she's played by Sybil Shepard. Sybil Shepard, yeah. Uh, so we'll talk to Mr. Gutenberg later on this morning. We are also going to have comedian Andrew Collin, who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club. <laughs> Excuse me, on Thursday, and yeah, we'll see what else we can dive into today because we got some things to give away. It is Tattoos Day. Yes. So we have your chance to win a Preston and Steve Show themed tattoo. Text the word tattoo to 39333, and you may win a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. All right, so want to remind you of that. And also, um, I'm going to try to mention this a few times. We're hoping to have uh, more details and registration on the Cardboard Classic for this year, Friday, March 3rd at Montage Mountain and Scranton. We were talking about it yesterday. It's got the potential to be really awesome with a whole new setup. Right. Live music taking place later on that night. Everclear is going to be playing their Mountain Fest end-of-season concert. Basically, after we're done, they're going to set up and play. Yeah, it's at 5 o'clock. Yeah, it's an yeah. early show. So uh, come out and be a part of this whole thing, whether you're going to be entering a sled or not. Um, we have details, WMMR.com. But registration 
<coughs> we should be uh, coming up hopefully by Wednesday. So we'll have it yes. tomorrow. So hopefully we'll have all those details for you, just uh, letting you know ahead of time. All right, let's take a break. Return in a moment. I have a lot of entertainment news. And, Steve, a stupid question that is speaking directly to you. Oh, nice. All right, so we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Great song, Epiphany, Wolfgang Van Halen on 93.3 WMMR. Good morning. See you, my friend. 636. So it'll be up in a little while. We've ordered it. Be along shortly. And our day underway. Let's take a look at traffic, see how that is shaping up so far. Kathy, what's happening? Hang on. Wait. Oh, says your no. Micro- no, it says your microphone is on. What do I mean? Oh, I'm on. I'm not. Nick says Are you effing kidding me? Let me bring the music in. Wait, I can't control the music either. Oh, my God. Stop it. Seriously. Really? Yeah, seriously. Right, hang on, hang on. I, can't, if- I can't turn it down. There's no right. words there. Let me see if I can do it. Nope. Oh we, I, we can't turn the music can't down. There's no, there's no words on. Or off. Hang on. Let me see if we can turn it off. What's yeah, happening? It won't turn off. Oh, no, there it goes. It, does. it takes a little bit. But work. I didn't. Uh, I don't wait, know what wait. to do. Okay, so, the board just back. died. Hold on. Right, right. Hang on. The Please board break. just died. Let's see. The lights all went off, came back on. Try your mic, Nick. Hello? Yeah, Kathy? Hello, hello. There it okay. is. All right. Casey, the let's heck? see if we can get the music going here. All right, there we go. Right. It's like nothing ever happened. See if I can turn it up and down. There we go. Kathy Romano, what you got noticed? for us this yeah. morning? <laughs> I don't think anyone knows. New system, by the way. Uh, the accident at 28th Street uh, is causing a delay. The delay is building now. So it's in the left lane. You can pass by it, but you're you're jammed back to Montgomery now. Uh, this is eastbound Schuylkill. So from Montgomery to 28th Street, jammed traffic, an accident in the left lane right at 28th. On the westbound side, it's starting to slow University to South Street, City to Belmont, and then at the curve. 422 eastbound, backing up 23 to 1st Avenue. 95 southbound is jammed Cotman through the bridge. The Vine westbound slowing 8th to Broad, the Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill. Uh, in Trenton, Route 29, northbound at 129, an accident off to the shoulder there. 55 northbound heavy from Deptford to 42. And then in Wilmington, Concord Avenue, 202, uh, southbound. Closed between 95 and 13, and that is for construction until about noon. This traffic report brought to you by... The Tile Shop. It's your destination for ceramic, porcelain, and natural stone tile and luxury vinyl tile. Explore a wide range of unique looks and exclusive designs. Visit your local Tile Shop showroom to start loving the home you're in. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, let's give some away. We have a family four-pack of tickets to the 2023 Philadelphia Auto Show, which is happening, happening January 28th through February 5th. At the PA Convention Center. All right, Steve, so this speaks to you because you're a huge fan of this movie franchise and the first movie in particular. How many people does John Wick kill in the first John Wick movie? (laughs) Whoa. 
I have a feeling we're going to take a lot of guesses on this, but let's see if you can narrow it down. 215-263-WMMR. If you were to write down an answer, I'm curious as to what you think. Oh, Just a ballpark. I mean, I'll it's going to be... It's going to be hard to get it on the spot on the nose. All right. Uh, and then I'll, I'll reveal the source after we get the answer. So uh, 215-263-WMMR is right, the number. Is this in the range? Let me see. Uh, that's a bit high. Okay. Yeah, but um, it's a bunch. All right, okay, so we'll go yeah. through some birthdays while we wait for the answer. Uh, today is Tuesday, the 10th day of January. Uh, Jermaine Clement. Oh, I love it. As his birthday day. He's great. Um, <clears throat> Flight of the Concords, the original, uh, the, 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 the film that started it yes. off. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, that's the show. I was thinking what we do in the shadows. Uh, and uh, great movie, love it. Yeah, Dinner for Schmucks. He was in the, was it the third Men in Black movie? Yeah. The second one, I forgot. I think it's the third. But he's great. Uh, he's, he's just, uh, he's got this. His, his features are very large on his face. Mm-hmm. Yes, so his expression. He's actually be... a, a like in a Dinner for Schmucks. He's sort of a, a like a like a good looking guy. Yes, uh, but his character is so great. Yeah, it's so hilarious. He's uh, forty nine years old today. Uh, the very beautiful uh, Janet Jones. Wow. Oh man, remember what was that American Anthem? Uh, and the Flamingo Kid, right? Yeah. Yep, she was uh, in Flamingo Kid. She was in a chorus line. American Anthem, was that the gymnastics movie? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. Is she still uh, Mrs. Wayne Gretzky? She is still Mrs. So. Wayne Gretzky, yeah. Yes. You, you know why Wayne has a hot daughter? Hot wife. Janet Jones, yeah. right there. Yeah, Boy, I, she was uh, she was an it girl for me, without question. She is 62 years old today. Uh, the great George Foreman has his birthday. Uh, a formidable force in the ring. As I've been watching a lot of these old um, boxing films, and uh, you know when they get to his point, I, I think or his period of time where he reigns supreme, and even on his comeback, the guy is a machine. Yes. He's a really powerful hitter and scary. Scary. When back in the oh, you, he admits you, it. You, you see this lovable, oh, really? fun guy now. Yeah. You go back to his prime, Kathy, he was terrified. He would scare the crap out of his opponents. Oh, my God. And he knew it. Yeah, and he was just a bad, mean-looking guy. He was a tough fighter. And he became this benign guy associated with a grill. I'll show you some videos uh, later on. He's uh, 74 years old today. Mm. Uh, Another one of the greats. We have a few greats celebrating birthdays today. Rod Stewart. Oh, yeah. Celebrates his uh, 78th birthday today. I saw Rod... Uh, in concert one time, and it was outstanding. And uh, this was course. in his yeah. older years. I mean, not uh, what year was, was it? Was it around this period? Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. It, was, it was probably like 1994 okay. or something like right. that. And it was just hit after hit after hit after hit. And he just was, was so much fun. And and just it's, he's one of those guys where... When you stop, stop and take a listen to the body of work, you're like, wow, okay, impressive. Well, going back to the faces. Yeah. I mean, there's just great songs. And the thing is, by my reckoning throughout the history of his musical career, whenever you see him interviewed, he's kind of a regular guy. Yeah. Like he's like a soccer fan and, yeah. you know, yeah. you know. But that it's interesting that that scratchy voice. I know. Is, and it's held up. Maybe that worked to his benefit. It's so appealing. Yeah. You know? I was at, when I was a kid, my mom loves and loved Rod Stewart. And I just remember, like, she went to a concert with my sister, and I thought it was the coolest thing that he kicked soccer balls out to the crowd. I was <laughs> like, no way. You know, it's a great song. If we have in the system, every picture tells a story. Oh, that's a great song. <clears throat> there's, a, there's a tune when we're, when we're uh, at the shore. I, I love to play it. It's his version of uh, We're Having a Party. We're yes. having a party. 
everybody. It's great. It's just feel good music. So this every picture is yeah. For, yeah, this is a great song, man. It's an almost famous soundtrack. Uh, he celebrates his 78th birthday today, Sir Rod Stewart. Uh, another powerful voice and a big birthday for her, Pat Benatar. Turns uh, 70 years old today. I was recently on a Pat Benatar kick it's... and going some of her stuff. Her husband's Neil Geraldo. Geraldo. Right. Um, really solid guitarist. Yeah. And, you know, she's 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 the real deal. Yep, most definitely. And another one with a strong body of work. And then <laughs> another musical great, Donald Fagan. Oh, my God. The man behind Steely Dan. It's his 75th birthday today, so a big one for him as well. Top three of all time for me, Steely Dan. And uh, what I love is to watch Preston musicians that would, you know, that you love as well, studio musicians. Oh, yeah. Just take the songs and go, take them apart and go, this is why this is brilliant. Yep, yep, agreed. Uh, So Donald Fagan celebrates his uh, 75th birthday today. Why don't you head down a little musical journey of your own at some point? I, yeah. I remember soaking the Steely Dan for a little while. A story, Preston, I forget what, what it, you know, you know how meticulous Steely Dan was, is known for being and when Walter Becker passed away, but I remember a story, I think it was at Electric Ladyland in, in, in Manhattan and at the recording studio and one of the engineers accidentally erased a track. Oh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> yeah, they work really oh hard my at, God. at getting it just right. You could do that with Loverboy. Yeah, <laughs> but not uh, Steely Dan. So Donald Fagan is 75. And then the last birthday I saw is a Broadway actress, Renee Rapp. Uh, she was one of the leads in the Mean Girls stage show, and she's also in Sex Lives of College Girls. Oh, uh, yeah. Which I've not watched yeah, yet. Yeah, it's on uh, HBO Max. and uh, It's an interesting show. Um, it's not probably geared towards me, but uh, I watched a few of the episodes, and it, I, it's well-written. Uh, she's a lovely, she's a lovely girl. Yes, lovely girl. Wonderful. She does this, uh, this show I have not seen. I understand it's quite, of a, quite a, a peek into the world of girls in college having sex. Yes. You know what uh, she plays, uh, Regis, on that show is uh, a, a lesbian. Ah, a lesbian. Yeah. Oh, lesbian. I love to see. You know, my favorite thing is when uh, lesbians are doing a daisy chain. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then they flip over. It's a beautiful That's thing. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's like watching the sunrise. Yeah, she's uh, <laughs> celebrating her 23rd. Birthday I like team. being a cuck. <laughs> I do. Wow. You do. Simultaneously demeaning and arousing at the same time. Watching I'm, someone else pleasure your wife. Yeah. Okay. Preston, I'm, Joy. I'm more of a humiliation cuck. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. You'd like to get in there? I, I like to like have my head forced into things. Okay. Okay. Very close in the actions. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. see it. I got it. Uh, so uh, Renee Rapp is 23. <laughs> you do what you got to do. Your humiliation <laughs> cuck. I love it. Okay. Let's see if somebody knows how I'm many a pe- bad boy. How many people John Wick kills in the first movie? Two one five two six three WMMR. We'll go to Nicole and see if she knows the answer. Hi there, Nicole. Hi, Preston, you crumb bum. Yeah, yes. you crumb bum bum. Uh, let's You're see. a crumb creep, lush coward. <laughs> You're a real crumb bum. Get right, away from me, you crumb. <laughs> Hi, I'm Frank Rizzo. I'd like to introduce you to the new crumb cake. All right, Nicole, how many people does John Wick kill? 77. 77. Hang on, Nicole. We're going to give you a family four-pack of tickets to the 2023 Philadelphia Auto Show, January 28th through February 5th at the PA Convention Center. 
Over 30 indoor vehicles in motion at Camp Cheap, E-Track, and for the first time ever, the Ram Track Experience the Ride. And tickets are available at phillyautoshow.com. I love the Rick, the Wick uh, movie series, uh, though I'm like, the, we have the next one coming up, the fourth in the series, yeah. and I, and I want to see them end it then. Because the more you go, the more the potential to have a stinker in the lot yeah. occurs. And this has been such a great ride. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres posted an unbelievable video of water rushing by her home in Montecito, California on Monday, where a California storm has caused serious flooding. Uh, residents in the town, including Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, Oprah Winfrey, are under mandatory orders to evacuate. <clears throat> Excuse me. DeGeneres uh, relayed that her house is on higher ground, so she's uh, been advised to shelter in place. Uh, in the video shared, uh, she said that the nearby creek normally never flows, ever, uh, but the water is probably about nine feet high, she said. Uh, she also brought attention to the fact that uh, the storm marks the five-year anniversary of the 2018 mudslides in Montecito that left 23 people dead. I remember when that happened. Yeah, yeah. She showed a video, too, of her and Mark Summers wakeboarding. Preston, it was pretty wild. Wow. Yeah, those are all, they're all neighbors. They are neighbors. You're yeah. right. Uh, Bob Saget's widow, Kelly Rizzo. Uh, and his Full House co-stars... One, two, three. ...all took the Instagram on Monday to honor the late actor on the one-year anniversary of uh, his death. God, it seems like ten years ago that happened. Uh, you know, so Bob Saget is from Philly. Yeah. I, I, would, you, I wouldn't know. Kelly Rizzo, does she have any connections to the Frank Rizzo You legacy? raise a good point. I yeah, wonder. I, I want to fight you. Uh, Rizzo... has got a beautiful voice. Yeah. ...shared a compilation video that showcased their lives together, uh, writing that her heart was so heavy a year later... Uh, she said, how could I not have talked to or seen my loving husband in a whole year? The surrealness never subsides. I've accepted the reality long ago, but it seems unreal when I see photos or videos of him so full of life. It does seem like it was longer than a year, easily two Absolutely. in and my mind. We had just, it was just a weeks or a couple of months, maybe two months before we had had a terrific interview with him yeah. and he was just in a great space and that's what that added to it hitting so hard she had added but there is one thing i carry with me every single day that makes this survivable i am the luckiest i am the luckiest that i got to be his wife i'm the luckiest that i got to live with his warmth and laughter and brilliance and love i'm the luckiest that i get to have his girls by my side i'm the luckiest that i got to watch him firsthand help people Make them happy and make the world a better place. A legitimately um, good guy. Yeah, fellow cast members of Full House, Dave Cougier, Jody Sweeten, and Candace Cameron Bray also posted to Instagram in memory of him. So as we talk about death, we'll talk about uh, bringing a new uh, life into this world in a preview clip of Shamar Moore's appearance on the Jennifer Hudson Show, which is set to air on January 26th. The SWAT actor revealed that he's expecting his first child ever with his girlfriend, uh, Jezzeri Dizon. He's the one your wife is not so oh, right? loves him, yeah. Uh, what's more, the baby's due date is significant to him. He said, I'm 52 and a half years old. My mother is in heaven right now. It'll be three year the three-year anniversary on February 8th. And on February 8th, I'm going to make one of her dreams come true because in real life, Shamar Moore is about to be a daddy. Uh, so <clears throat> he's uh, it, he's hoping that a little time. Do they say what what his mother died from? Uh, no, in this story, I yeah, do yeah. not know. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, Steve. Wait, how how long? Three ago? years. Okay. Yeah, it'll be three years on February 8th. So if it times out, the baby will be born on that yeah. same day. So we'll see if that ends up happening. There's another baby story, <clears throat> according to Entertainment Tonight. Claire Danes 
and her husband, Hugh Dancy, are expecting their third child. Ah, mm-hmm. I like Hugh Dancy. I do, too. Uh, the pair currently share two children together, 10-year-old Cyrus and 4-year-old Rowan. A couple of cool names. Mm-hmm. Uh, the My So-Called Life Star is nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Performance by an Actress in a Sporting Role in a Limited Series for her role in Fleischman is in Trouble. Uh, so she may be debuting her baby bump at the red carpet uh, tonight. What was the? Uh, they, it was just on her the movie she did um, with the with the drug the uh, the drug rap. They get they get um, put into a jail. Um, God, I just broke down palaces. That's it. Yeah, hey, yeah. A very good movie. I forgot how good that was. I never saw that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on Sunday, Kaylee Cuoco shared photos from her baby shower with Tom Pelfrey. Uh, one of the photos shows a couple kissing on stage with balloons spelling out Baby Pelfrey above their heads. And a source told Entertainment Tonight that some guests were starstruck by Brad Pitt, who was in a great mood and even took a picture with some people there. He showed up? Yeah. There was a brief rumor that he was dating her. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. All right. Uh, and exec- he, uh, Pitt was an executive producer on She Said, which Pelfrey starred in. So All right. they worked together. So they're in lives. Got that old Pelfrey magic. Yep, that whole thing. Uh, let's see. Amy Roback and TJ Holmes are reportedly very serious about one another. Oh, These are the ones course. from Good Morning America. Well, they've touched each oh. other's genitals. A source exclusively told Us Weekly it's not a fling, and they are seriously in love. Whatever and, it is, Preston, I just want to watch. And they will be fully open about their relationship now. That's my feeling about it. <clears throat> um, source said Amy has no regrets. Uh, she wants to keep no her job. No regrets. No regrets, and she wants to keep her job. <laughs> but even if she loses it, she's in love. Dude, I don't think, I think they are going to take the just let it blow over posture uh, because they do perform well, no pun intended, for them on that segment of GMA. So um, I think most people are just saying, okay, they're, 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 Separated or divorced from yeah. their others. Now that's in the. It happens yeah. countless times. Absolutely. You know, it's not like they 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 robbed a liquor store. Yep, I agree. Uh, Bree Tacey, I guess is how you say her name, answered questions about her future with Nick Cannon during an Instagram story Q and A on Monday. And the Selling Sunset star shared that she doesn't want to have any more kids with Nick Cannon. He's got twelve after they welcomed their son, Legendary, last year. Legendary, legendary cannon. Okay. That's a legendary cannon. Desi said that she is one and done. As for her relationship with the Wild and Out star, she said she never wanted to get married and that she only dreamed of traveling the world. Liar, whore, liar, whore, and you know it. <laughs> wow. That's very intense. Being the top of her career, creating empire. See the picture of uh, Legendary with his sister, uh, Mobility? No. Yeah. Legendary Mobility? Yeah. Uh, mobility Cannon. Yeah, Mobility Cannon. Mm. Uh, she said, in creating a generational wealth and living life to the living, life. living. <laughs> uh, because she loves most, with the people she loves. Liar, most. whore, liar, whore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the liar, way. whore, liar, whore, and you know it. Dude, I was on the plane <laughs> on Friday flying out to St. Louis. Right. Sitting with strangers. <laughs> yeah. And that clip popped into my liar, head. Liar, whore, liar, whore, and you know it. <laughs> and I. <laughs> Can't good stop laughing. No. Yes. You just start laughing in the middle, uh, out of nowhere. Uh, oh, all by myself. You seem like a crazy Is man. Is that from A Boy's Life? 
I I don't know. I don't know. I just know it's liar whore, liar whore, and you know it. You know he plays that super wound up guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, liar whore. I put my headphones on and pretended like I was listening to something funny. Yeah, it is, Steve. Yeah, liar whore, liar whore, liar whore, whore, and you know it. That's when the whores come in. All right, moving on. Uh, Dan Benson is getting candid about an X-rated change to his career. The 35-year-old who played Zeke. On Disney Channel's Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh. Were you familiar with this dude? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I got to see his, but I know that show. So I, I remember Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah, yeah. we watched that quite a bit. Uh, but he is now an OnlyFans star. I explained in a new TikTok what led him to work in the adult entertainment industry. He said, basically, when I was on the show, Wizards of Waverly Place, I would get messages from people all the time. Some of those being women that I found incredibly attractive. Turns out, messaging those women who turned out not to be who they said they said they were, was not the best idea because I would send nude photos to them and they would take those nude photos and then post them onto online websites. Uh, Dan recalled that eventually his photos and videos were all over the web. The calling experience pretty traumatic. He noted that he tried to get the footage completely off the internet. He said, obviously, I did not want them out there. But as you can imagine, that was a pretty difficult task. I ended up almost losing my job later in life because that uh, that after I kind of re- oh, okay because of that uh, I kind of retired from acting uh, and then he went on to share the situation had a very big negative impact on his life he eventually chose to run with it though he said I decided to stop fighting against it and instead go the other direction and completely lean into it and it built up a page instead of letting these people sell my privacy so I started that adventure last year. As for how his career has his career changes treated him, Dan noted that his positive experiences uh, from the new journey and they are good. He said, "I've been having a tremendous amount of fun. I've met a lot of really great people in the adult entertainment industry, and it's changed my life for the better." Well, he, there you go. Who was who, who else do we talk about recently who is in that realm of the you know the the oh Maitland Ward. Yeah, her, and there was Yeah, we actually one. talked yeah. to her. Yeah, but they, I guess this is the thing, you know? You can make a crap load of money on the OnlyFans. Stuff. Well, yeah, and if your acting career is going nowhere right. and you want to, you know, find a, a, a means to make money using your appearance, that that's an option, you know? And you might, you never know, you might make it hey, big. We're all holding it in the queue just in case, you, you know? never know. You don't know. Uh, I love this story. So Jennifer Lawrence was asked by W Magazine... <laughs> In an interview published Monday, if she'd ever been starstruck, and in response, Lawrence admitted that she was very excited to meet Ariana Grande, but also admitted there's one celebrity who would knock me over, she said, with excitement if they met. She said, to me, the biggest celebrity in the world are like Pete Davidson. What? Or when Ariana Grande was in my last film, Don't Look Up, I was photographed with her, and I fully look like a radio contest winner. I would be starstruck. She said, this is the one. She says, I would be starstruck. If I saw Jessica Simpson, <laughs> she said that would knock me over. So she she cracks me up, man. She's a massive Kardashian yep, fan. She's into yeah. uh, uh, reality television. She loves these shows, and I I think it's I think it's kind of cute. Yes, that she's into this because she's a list. Yeah, she's, she's an a lister. Yeah, you know, gotta be award winner. Yeah. Uh, so she didn't elaborate on her love for uh, the singer and shoe mogul. Uh, but she has always been vocal about how she's a reality TV addict, and no one reigned more supreme in the genre than Simpson in the early 2000s. So Jessica Simpson's fashion um, money came from shoes and 
Pocketbooks? And handbags, yeah. Handbags? That's okay. how it started. That's I mean, how it started. It's, it's everything right. now. Billionaire, right? Is she near that level? I, I mean, she's she's up there. I just yeah. mean her her line now is like everything. It's not, it, it's but like it did start, I think, with shoes. Yeah, it's like so a billion. She's doing great. Yeah, and uh, and Count Jennifer Lawrence is a huge fan of that. Uh, actor Quinn K. Redeker, a prolific television and film actor whose career spanned more than fifty years and included fan favorite stints on NBC's Days of Our Lives and CBS's The Young and the Restless. Passed away in Los Angeles of natural causes on December 20th. He was 86 years old. I knew this guy. He had also done just a whole bunch of character work in in, uh, in TV shows. Yep. Redeker was probably best known for his portrayal of the villainous Alex Marshall on Days of Our Lives from 1979 to 1987 and from 1987 to 1994 as wi- wealthy businessman Rex Sterling. The name is Rex Sterling. <clears throat> on The Young and the Restless. And he had actually... say something's rotten in Denmark. He had briefly played two other characters on Restless prior to his casting as Sterling. Because they could do that. You could play a few different people. Rents Wainwright. His performance in the Rex Sterling role and earned him two nominations for Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. My name is Chubb Dorcas. But listen to this, Steve. You'll find this to be a pretty surprising and uh, cool accolade. In addition to an acting career, Redeker received a story credit and Oscar nomination for The Deer Hunter. Wow. Yeah. A story credit. The film was based in part on an unproduced screenplay titled The Man Who Came to Play, written by him and Louis Louis A. Garfinkel. The classic Michael Cimino film, Mm -hmm. Academy Award winner. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wow. Had no idea. And Redeker, like you said, Steve, made numerous guest appearances on episodic series, including Bonanza, That Girl, The Bob Newhart Show, Kojak, The Six Million Dollar Man. And supernatural. He was even in on the big screen. The Three Stooges meet Hercules. <laughs> I love that movie. <clears throat> 1962. It's horrible. And where the Buffalo Roam in 1980. Uh, Redeker is survived by his adult children, uh, Brennan, Ariane, Galen, uh, Glean, uh, and Quinn Jr. and two grandchildren. So he had uh, he had he had a, a good great, run. He had a great. Career. I mean, he wrote uh, the three. It was in the Three Stooges go uh, meet Hercules. Yeah, and wrote the Deer Hunter. Uh-huh. What are the odds of those two things? Sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, my experience on the Three Stooges Meet Hercules prepared me for the Deer Hunter. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. On Monday, Lifetime released the trailer for Gwen Shamblin, Starving for Salvation. And it stars Jennifer Grey of uh, Dirty Dancing fame. Getting some work. As the controversial controversial cult leader and diet guru. I watched uh, the trailer. How does it look? It looks great. Yeah. And she's... Perfect. Uh, in uh, she, she looks like this woman. Uh, and according to Entertainment Tonight, the trailer shows Gray as the big-haired shamblin saying phrases like, your stomach doesn't need food, it needs God. And also, the higher the hair, the closer to God. Uh, so it's pretty interesting. I was only vaguely familiar with this story. I remember this woman. Yeah. Yeah. But now I want to uh, now I want to see this. But she's uh, she looks great in this role. Isn't she also in the? Um, so they're they're working on this other this Dirty Dancing too, basically. Yeah, yeah. And she's in it. She is. Yep. It's going to be focused around Baby's character. Yeah. All right. The one last story. Then we'll move on to the clips. Uh, so it wasn't steroids that gave Hugh Jackman his Wolverine bottle body, according to the Logan actor. He said it was. Chickens. Yeah. Variety reports that Chris Wallace interviewed Jackman recently and asked over the pa- over the years, people have wondered, did he juice? Did he take steroids? To this, Jackman said, no. He said, I love my job and I love Wolverine and I got to be careful what I say here. 
but I had been told anecdotally what the side effects of that are of that, taking steroids, he means. And I was like, I don't love it that much. So, no, I just did it the old school way. And he said, and I'll tell you, I've eaten more chickens. He said, I am so sorry to all the vegans and vegetarians and to the chickens of the world. He said, literally, the karma is not good for me. If the deity has anything related to chickens, chickens, I am in trouble. Uh, but apparently that's what he um Did mainly. someone call me? That's what he stuck with was mainly Jesse. loads and loads and loads of chickens. Regis. Thank you. Regis. Yes. Yeah. Just the chicken. Okay. Delightful. Um, um he, he did he got very cut up, especially oh, yeah. for that uh the Wolverine movie. Yes. Uh insanely so. And I, I over the course of three days he was talking about he had maybe like five almonds and steam mm-hmm. and just it was on the verge of passing out. All right, we're ready to roll some clips now, so let's do that. RuPaul's Drag Race is back for its 15th season with 16 new queens competing for the crown. And here, Queen RuPaul talks about coming this far in his career. I've been very, very fortunate because in show business, as you well know, nothing's guaranteed. You know, if you get to return to a job... Want another day or a day after that, you're doing great. Your balls are showing. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Season 15 is out now on Hulu. To that point, that's never happened. I, uh, for uh, for RuPaul and some of the outfits, I don't know where things are going, but it, it's unbelievable. It's like a, a magic trick. RuPaul's a pro. Yeah. Next clip. Seven Faces of Jane, in the Seven Faces of Jane, I should say. Jane sheds her mundane life to experience romance, comedy, tragedy, and existential crises on a surreal road trip. And in this clip, director Julian Acosta talks about the unique way in which this film was created. We wanted to make this film with this exquisite corpse idea. So we would um, we'd each make our own segment of the film um, not knowing what the other directors were doing. What? Seven Faces of Jane comes out this Friday, and you will be able to see that in theaters. And that is the end of my report for today. Oh, so one of the segments is directed by Ken Jeong? Okay, so I, I, I get it now. So there is separate segments, separate everything. Okay. All right. All right. Now. All right, so just to mention that uh, today is Tattoo Tuesday, so if you are interested in winning a free presidency tattoo, I urge you to text the word tattoo to 39333 because somebody's walking away with a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing today. You want to check out their artwork, you can go to floatingworldtattoos.com or just do a quick search on Instagram. You'll be able to see all that stuff. Uh, they're at uh, 17 29 South Street. We'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Wait, what's he? Where was that place, Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh. Don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. That is until the internet breaks and we've got bigger problems. Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends, comrades in arms, I have been noticing things this week. I feel... It's time to share. The noticer's been noticing so much. It's the season of noticing. It is. Brought to you by the noticer. Yes. A division of noticer. <laughs> <laughs> Your noticing has been noted. 
Noted. All right, so one of the things I noticed, one of the main things is that tickets to see the Eagles in the playoffs go on sale today. Yeah. At 10 a.m. Wow. Does that include the Super Bowl? Uh, no, just I think this is just for just the, for the, the divisional round. Home games? So yeah. I, went, okay. I assume season ticket holders are preferred uh, or have a preferred place for... Yeah, we don't. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a season ticket holder. I don't have to wait in line. I don't have to make any phone calls. All right. Okay. You, have, you have tickets. I got tickets. And yeah. then um, when, it, when it comes to the Super Bowl, do you have access to that out in advance? I am part of a lottery. Okay. And so that's, that's pretty much that. Okay. Um, but when... Uh, so my brother's the one who handles my season tickets, so I don't really know the ins and outs of that. But I know when it comes to, like, Sixers playoff, uh, as a season ticket holder, I can only access those tickets if I purchase next season. Oh, that's, really? oh that's the Is it the same for the Flyers? That's not cool. I don't know about the Flyers, but I think it sucks um, because Wait, it, it is you've a already huge, paid. It's a huge chunk of change. Yeah, you've already paid for one season. You've been, uh-huh. uh, yeah. yeah, you're kind of being extorted a little bit. Right, yeah. got you over a barrel. Oh. But you're going to get them anyway, aren't you? What? This uh, Sixers? Next year. No. No? No, I'm not. No, right. it's, no, it's it's a I lot mean, of... season it's... ticket holders typically hold them for very long. So, I like, know. That, you know, is really... There's probably only a few people that are, you know, probably angry about it. Most people are getting them anyway. But I still think. Don't do it's that. a little extortion. <laughs> yeah. I've, yeah. Al- I've already given you a lot of money this yeah. season. And I yeah. should, uh, you know. You should, should you, that should be part of the package. Agreed. I agree. Casey, so. didn't somebody call in a few weeks ago and tell us, like, if you get on the phone with your season ticket manager, you don't technically have to renew? Right. Was that the like, story? Listen, you can always complain and somebody will. Seriously, if you call and complain and and you're a valued customer, they're going to take care of you. And and you'll know you're valued if they take care of you. Eagles waited about 48 hours before clinching playoffs to offer, like, all season ticket members, um, hey, you you can pay for it up front. You can have your tickets. And if you chose not to do that, then you are put into a pay as you go. So it's pretty much like they can get the money up front, put it in a account and get interest on it or they can just charge you as you go. Kathy, that should be a service you provide professional what? complainer. Yes. Because I'm not really good at it. Here, you handle it. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get this for me. And you just go in and you do this. Yes, thing. I want tickets to the Super Bowl, please. That thing that you do. <laughs> that thing Let me get this do. straight. I bought a jersey and you're not going to give me tickets to the Super Bowl? Well, <laughs> it, it, it just... and. You don't want to call and be a com- like no. Be a there's a way to com- work it. There's yes. a way to work yeah. it. Like yeah. If, yeah. if this is really bothering you, yep. You know, the most people aren't going to take the time to pick up the phone, call their season ticket holder rep, and say, "Hey, what's the deal here? I want to go to this game." Sorry, and- this is Make a Wish. I have a special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so, if you start screaming at them, it, that's going to no, get not, nowhere. It's not going to uh-huh. work. But if you, you know, if you take the time, you call call your rep and. You know what? You might end up with tickets. Kath, what did you... I had you do something for me. It was like uh, last year, maybe a year and a half. Well, was, was it, it the um Was it the shipping something in... in- was that it? The glasses? Something was lost. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Something Is that was, what it was? And yeah. I was like, I'm like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> what was lost? It was that glasses or something that you had ordered that oh, were yes. lost in transit. And that might have no. been it. That might have been. And, but and we like, called customer service. I didn't know how to do Well, I need you. Okay, so I need you to make a phone call for me after the show. <laughs> for something else. You got another one? Yeah. I'm telling you. It's a yeah. service. No, yeah. she's, but she's good at it. And I know. Like, and you're right. Like, you you know, what are they? You, you attract more uh, flies with honey. honey. Okay, yeah. Oh my God! There's a company called Karens for Hire. Oh my God! <laughs> Somebody just texted this, and this is real. This oh, is that's legit. funny. And the, their slogan is "We Karen, so you don't have to." <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Uh, Casey, I have a question: Are you going to go to the playoff games? Um, 
I know. Talk- I know you're kind of like you know. Sometimes you want to go, so, or, or you might wait. What I did uh, during the Super Bowl run was uh, I sold the first uh, playoff game against the Falcons, and you can sell that at a premium. Right. And I used the profits from that to pay for the NFC Championship game. So I Very essentially smart. went to the NFC Championship game for free. That's a smart move, mm-hmm. you know. And then and you also make somebody else happy because they get to go to the uh, uh, to the other place. And that's game. the way you worked it, and they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. All so. Right. I, um, the last couple of seasons, I share my tickets with a friend of mine. Um, they're still technically my tickets, but, um, so I guess I have to like discuss this with him on whether or not he wants to do the same thing that I want to do. Does he get dibs? Does he? I mean, it's it's up to you. They're my tickets still, right? Yeah. 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 But if you offered them to him once before and maybe call the council of dibs, (laughs) maybe we should talk about it. Talk to the Karens. <laughs> Kathy, do you have a decision on this? I like the Council of Dibs. Yeah. And they make you, the judgment on you know who, better actually is got, God. who actually got dibs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Wait, God, can I help you? Yeah. Expl- all right. So, they're my tickets. They're your tickets. They're my tickets. And I didn't like, so they have eight uh, home games a season. This season, nine. But um, uh, I, I never went to all the games anyway. Okay. Right? So I would sell, I'd go to like four or five games a season, sell the other four. And, uh, and so... I, I like this guy, and I play golf with him, and, you know, he's actually my brother. But anyway. Um, but so- you, you sell him tickets to a game, or at the beginning of the season, do you split the package? We split the package. No, he, he has dibs. They're my piece of cash. No, not anymore. Right? You, you just the, said she is the, the pack- she's the expert at this. Let me tell, I just... Yeah. I know, I know. Split, if they were your tickets, you fronted the money, and now you're selling seats to him, okay, they're your seats. But if you guys are going in on this together, you're splitting the package, and you're splitting the price at the beginning of the season, yeah, well, is it partially a, his. Is it a split well, then, dib? Well, then, is it a semi dib? Well, then I'm gonna. I don't know. Then I'm just gonna. He's gonna have to sit with whoever I sell my ticket to. Then. Well, no, you can split a package. Yeah. I'm just saying, if if up front, no, this he's playoff game half, oh, coming good. up, this playoff game, he's just gonna have to sit next to whoever I sell my ticket to. What's your name? Well, that, <laughs> yeah, well, why don't you just sell it to him? <laughs> because I want to sell it for more testicles. than it's worth, right? So let's say the ticket's a hundred dollars. I think you're. The, I think you're now, violating. I think you're violating shared package rules here. You've crossed the dibble. Oh, are these? Where are these? Where's coming this, back? Yeah. Where's this rule? And, and can I talk to the counselor of the other? I have please? my. I have the book. The, the council of dibs. Yeah. Council of dibs. You're in dibitory. So these were my tickets for years before uh, I talked. To this guy and got him in. Right, but you brought him in on it. He's part of the ownership of these seats. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you're you're not. I, what I'm interested in is how often I, th- I think your methodology is actually very sound on the other aspect of this. How many people do you think do the same thing and use the sale of of one set of tickets to fund? In other words, uh, do do you think a lot of people who are season ticket holders end off? Like, you'll pick a game that is in high demand yeah. and sell those tickets, and that's how you fund your... And that's kind of why I... I um, season tickets. And not doing the Sixers anymore, because trying to sell those tickets on the secondary market, even though I'm not gouging people... Right. Like, for instance, the game is t- tonight against the Pistons. Um, the Pistons suck, right? Yeah. People don't want to go to that game. So the tickets that I spent money on, they were $75... You go to StubHub, they're like nineteen bucks. So okay, I you know see what I mean. So, like, so the one to show the, the 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 games you want to go to are the ones you're not going to sell, right? Obviously, and the ones you, you, there's no uh, 
across the boards, you, it's easier to move Eagles tickets, yeah, correct? It is, okay. especially a playoff game. And, and like, my brothers, you know, we were, I was with them on Friday night, and, like, they were kind of calling me out on it. And I was like, yeah. why don't you buy partial packages? For the Sixers? Yeah. Well, because I'd gone to... <sighs> We'll talk about this off air. Um, Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about it. Here are the details. Uh, If you want to buy tickets, uh, ticketmaster.com. Today, 10 a.m., there's a four ticket limit per household, and tickets will be available on first come, first serve basis. Uh, Resale prices from season ticket holders are already shooting up, as you can imagine. Mm Uh, They are saying that in the upper deck, you're looking at several hundred dollars uh, if you want to sit close to the field. Uh, could be a few thousand, even close to four thousand dollars. Jesus! Uh, Tuesday night bring the only uh, might bring the only chance to get tickets at uh, face value. Yeah, today so back in the uh, the Super Bowl run, um, I I my my reasoning here was sell the, the that first game because listen, if they end up losing that game, I don't want to be there for that. Right? You know what I mean? Especially like first round, I can I can um, suffer a loss in the NFC Championship game, but. Not in a divisional round. Not when you have home field advantage and you had like a, a season like we had. Like a, a first round loss is just a punch in the balls. So I didn't want to, you know. So and that's that's how I feel about this one. And so, Kath, if you're saying that this is that's his ticket and and my ticket is my ticket, then I'm just going to have to have, have to sell my ticket, and he's going to have to sit next to. I mean. Okay, but I think that the you you guys need to have some like clear rules in the beginning of the season. Like you need to come up with a you need to make the decision together. Like, yeah. Either you're yeah. selling the tickets or you're keeping the tickets. Are you going to the game together or are you selling to him or are you going to sell both of them? There's a lot that happens, you know, between like, if there's an eight game season, and, and I think we did a, a pretty good job. Like where we were like, okay, we're going to go to four games together, me and him together, and then I get two games and he gets two games. I've also given him. Like the better games, like he got all the night games because I don't, you know, I, you I get a you can't go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so like he got all the like the prime time night games, you know, Cowboys, Viking, you know what I mean. And I went to like the rainy ass Jaguars game this season. Um, there was another. <laughs> so game. the question, besides all that, yeah. Uh, so you you bought these tickets initially. You brought him in on the deal. You would own the seat license, I guess, uh-huh. per se. Yeah, he is now a partner. But does that hold? Any special privileges that can't, the fact that Casey brought him in? Is there any? Uh, does that give him a dib in any way, shape, or form? What do you think, Kathy? Uh, on, to- on what? The fact that he initially, he's the guy who had the seats and brought him in, even though they are equal partners, does Casey have just a smidge of seniority because... I have 51% ownership. Are you he saying he has... I, a, thought, I think he's got a little bit. I an do. extra dab of dib? An extra dab of dib. <laughs> yeah. It'll do you. Well, I mean, yeah, but that would do you. In yeah. the end, it would be in your Dubai. It would be your decision on whether or not you re up for the following year. So yeah. right. I think All that's right. your... and so and and I also like he doesn't automatically have dibs on next season's tickets. So if he doesn't do what I want to do, then then you're out. You All can't right. come. Then you, yeah. then you don't have season <laughs> tickets next year. I don't think yeah. you're gonna find another partner. <laughs> I don't think I need another partner <laughs> after this conversation. Stay, yeah. Okay, to use the yin 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 clause. So I submit to the court. Yep. I have a broad question, Casey. Do you like going to playoff games? Because I, I can't take it anymore. I, the I, NFC Championship Eagles game against I mean. the uh, Vikings was the greatest football experience of my entire life. Okay. And... Like, so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, right. that's, I'm, I'm happy for you because I, like, this time of year, Eagles games just has, hold zero appeal to me to go to them. And I, even I, the... Watch, Watching it at home with my couch and my blanket. 
I love it. That's great too. Um, even the the NFC Championship game where we Just beat me the, and my Wooby. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when we beat the Falcons uh, to go into the Super Bowl back in 04, yeah. uh, that was amazing. And it was freezing uh, cold, freezing uh, cold. But it didn't matter. It was it was awesome. All right. All right, so today they go on sale, 10 a.m. Ticketmaster. All, right, All right, so uh, I did notice some other things that they kind of tie into that because it has to do with money. Details, right, Noticer? It does. It has to do with money and tickets. The Mega Millions lottery is tonight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, bought my ticket yesterday from uh, Mrs. Cho nice. downstairs. Ready have to have go. we been on a run of um, high-value lottery prizes? Yes, mm-hmm. because like the Powerball got hot a few yeah. weeks ago as well. Uh, this is over, this is like one and a half billion dollars. Wow. Jesus Christ. It may be more than that because this story that I have here was uh, from yesterday. So, you know, the numbers are five, <laughs> 11 D. That's, that's not a number. Not a number. But, uh, I'm hearing something about your piece. No. There's no 11 D. Uh, so, uh, I have a cautionary tale for you. Uh, so, the famous and still anonymous winner, or, I'm sorry, it's not 1.4. Billion mega millions. This was from uh, the the last largest, the the, the big lottery. It, it eventually hit one. Nick, can you look up look up and see what it? Um, Go to dib.com. It's, it's at now <laughs> mega millions. I'm, I'm yes. off on that number. Uh, there was someone who won the 1.4 billion mega millions lottery, uh, and that they were from South Carolina. Sure, 1.1 billion. Yeah. So they recently uh, came forward out of their silence. They haven't revealed who they are, but All to right. make. Uh, to deliver a testimony against New York lottery lawyer Jason J. Curland and explains how he stole $83 million from her in his scheme. So this is a guy that specializes in lottery, lottery. helping out lottery you winners. You knew it. What to do with their money. You would hope not, but... Well, you know there's you you know immediately there, there would uh, be this predatory class of advisor, like lawyer, advisor, financial advisor that would take advantage of people like this. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it's so high profile. I know. That it would be, you'd be an idiot, and yeah. he is, because he, he got, got busted. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, it's $1.1 billion, the next est- estimated jackpot. Uh-huh. Like so, uh, the United States Department of Justice announced that the jury found uh, Curlin guilty of defrauding his own lottery winner clients of more than $100 million. Jesus. One of those familiar with uh, lottery winners. Um who lost $83 million, uh to the con man, stepped back into the limelight to explain how he stole so much from her. It's a lengthy, lengthy story. So this guy had branded himself as a lottery lawyer guy. He advertised right. himself as that. And when this couple uh, won... Uh, they had they had to have a game plan. You have to have a game plan with that much money. You got to figure out who's going to help you manage that. So they figured they'd go to this guy. And what's his name again? His name is Curland. Is his last okay. name? So Jason J. Curland. Uh, so they went to him, and things seemed to be starting off right. He gave them great advice. He right. acted as their spokesperson, kept their anonymity intact. But what he started doing was helping them. Uh, they they wanted to conservatively invest and have this money stick around for generations, right? And help out the family. That was their plan. They were going to donate, and then they were going to invest, and they were just going to help their family out. And that's what their plan was. So he started to steer them in the direction of some uh, of financial uh, investments, right? That I'm sure he was the recipient. He of. had put up. He right. had created some things with some other people, and the money was going. Have to you that. looked into Curlin Enterprise? And it was ending up going right into his pocket. And wow. in fact. It turned out that he 
had some buddies with him, too. Oh, man. His co-conspirators included former securities broker Frank Smuckler. Smuckler and Curlin. Flanky Russo, the son of a Colombo crime family ca- capo, and Christopher uh, Chir- uh, Chirchico, Chio, who's supposedly a big-name player in the Genovese crime family. Oh, man. Oh, man. And so he, he managed to... Now, $83 million out of, you know, a billion dollars... Yeah. Is not, it's more than a drop in the bucket, but, you know, it could be missed. Well, uh, listen, it <laughs> it's weird to talk about it in these terms. As I you, know. In context, $83 million. It's huge. Uh, so he managed to get away. So they busted him. Uh, so How is he? So he was he was incrementally funneling it away to these Johnny the Chin and uh, all these guys, right? Yeah, but but that one that chunk, like a lot of it went to one spot, and it was easy. He had set up this account somehow or another, unbeknownst to them, that they couldn't touch. Like, he's the only uh, one who had access to it because there were so many things. Out. They were juggling so many balls that they, he was hoping that they wouldn't notice this, and clearly they did notice him, and they got busted. They weren't noticers at all. Yeah. Not at all. That's my job. The company was prestige worldwide, right? Do you guys keep now? Is, is anybody buying tickets? I've been buying tickets. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I didn't for the last one. I, you guys always do. I don't because I realize I have no and By the way, I love what Chuck did. You pulled up his Instagram yeah. here. Uh, Chuck D'Amico had posted... Uh, on Instagram that uh, anybody else who buys a ticket, they can enter into an agreement with him, a binding agreement on his Instagram page uh, If that if you win, you give him $2 million. If he wins, he'll give you $2 million. All right. So I said, yeah, uh-huh. deal. Absolutely. Yep. I'm on board. Why not? How binding is that binding agreement? Not very binding, yeah. but <laughs> I trust Chuck. Yeah, so do I. You know? All right. And- how about if, y- if you win the $2 million, you get to sit next to Casey at the next game? Oh, oh, he bumped it up to three million. Oh, okay. Yeah. But so. he bumped it to three, but also shaved uh, the number of people that it goes out to to half. Because it was before, it was like two million to one hundred and fifty people. Right. And now it's three million to seventy-five people. All right. I'm gonna, My question is: I'm going to jump on there. And, uh, save me a spot, by the way, Chuck, if you're listening. In the state of Pennsylvania and New Jersey, for that, uh, can do you can you stay anonymous with your winnings? I think you can do whatever you want with that. I mean, you, I don't think there's they can't they can't compel you. There were. I thought there were some states where they could. I think he's right. They can they compel you to come forward. Yeah, I think he's right. To but what it, level? I mean, obviously, in in order to to claim the prize, you are publicly named. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So I I don't know oh. case. I, so I I would hope in that- PA uh, they uh, generally speaking, this is from the Pennsylvania Lottery Commission. Uh, we generally advise. Uh, that our, our players of our traditional games, including Powerball, that they cannot remain anonymous. Uh, under Pennsylvania law, certain winner information is public record. Okay, oh, so, all right, all right. So I guess you, all right, okay. But now that, that sucks. I and I never even thought of crime families. But now that like they think you know, about you, well, they not not now they don't. Yeah, but right. after I win a billion dollars, <laughs> they will. There uh, are, there that's. Are a- Sorry, there are a bunch of states that you can remain anonymous. Yes. Delaware is one of them. Yeah, and uh, so these guys were in North Carolina, I think, that I was, no, South Carolina, and you, they remained anonymous and still have remained anonymous. They is successfully it, have done that. Is it in the state that you live in or the state that you buy the ticket in? Good question. Ooh, good Don't know. Question. I would assume it's the state you live in, but who knows. Uh, so do you guys, those who are playing, do you have a... Do you have kind of a semi plan in mind? Oh, a plan if when I win? Yeah. Uh yes. I thought you meant a plan for like the uh, numbers, because that I just do random. No. A plan for when you win. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, you, gonna, you, have a, you have a guy? Uh, I got a guy. Okay. And he's got a guy. All right. And I'm going to move to Delaware. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tony two or New times. Jer- <laughs> Nick or New Jersey. Or New Jersey, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I'm on the notion that uh, you don't just go sit on a beach for the rest of your life. You got to work. You got to have something, you know. So I, Oh, not me. <laughs> oh, not me. I'm playing golf forever. I would take a good two or three years off um, and uh, catch up on sleep. But, yeah, I think, like, you have to come up with something to oh. do with your time. I'd buy a golf course. Yes. There you go. Oh, well, yeah, but yes. You and Ron Jaworski. I wouldn't run it. I'd just buy it. Yeah, but you would be, you'd probably be out there every day. You'd be doing something. You'd be active. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you'd be like uh, like Rocky in his restaurant. But I, uh, yeah, you're right. Just yeah. come to walk around and tell yeah. stories. Uh-huh. Um, no, I, so I got a guy, uh, a financial guy that I would absolutely positively trust to, to steer me in the right direction and maybe find the proper lawyers. Yes, as, um, as do I. Yeah. Because so. there's, it, clearly at this point and and you know you don't think about it but if you're going to talk about things predatory people out there the lotteries constantly all the different lotteries and and uh chances for uh financial gain of course yeah they, they just, come, i didn't realize the mob was so deeply entrenched in this they come out of the woodwork uh because it's money yes it's money so uh, that's it, what i want Anyhow, keep that in mind as you are fantasizing, as you're spending time thinking about uh, what might happen if you do uh, have those numbers. Um, make sure that you have a, a financial, an idea of what you would do. I mean, it would be kind of fun to win and sit on that knowledge for a little while mm-hmm. and uh, and just go crazy for a bit with your own, <laughs> what you have in your bank account. Well, you know, of course, the history is also um, replete with stories about people who, who just burned through the money, yep. got taken for a ride time and time again, yep. and ended up um, poor. Yeah. Again. Or or just um, get greedy and start to uh, invest. Like right. they, like they want to triple their money like right, right away, and they, they make killed. bad investments. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, tonight, good luck to everybody. Let me see what else I noticed here for you. We have time for other noticing? Let me listen your watch? Time. Yeah, sorry. Is it time for more noticing? Yeah, it's time the for more noticing. has been given the uh, all go. Hey, this is pretty weird. A federal agency is going to weigh plans to regulate or maybe even ban natural gas stoves in the U.S., according to a top official over research showing a link between harmful air pollutants and the popular household appliances. Uh, It has to do with asthma. A big part of it huh. in right. kids, like twelve percent of kids, I think, right? Something along those lines. So, yeah, um, uh, the, apparently uh, there are plans to address the pollutants, which have been linked to asthma and other respiratory issues. Uh, this is according to uh, U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commissioner Richard uh, Trumka. Uh, Trumka called uh, the ban on a new ga- on new gas stoves a real possibility. So. Uh, w- could you just, if you have the, the, if that's a risk factor in your home, then you can decide not to get it, or because we're going to get a gas, we're getting a replacement stove, and we're going to get a gas stove. Yeah, we have them, and we use gas. I love yeah. cooking with gas. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, so I don't know uh, gas stoves. It says here that um, uh, there could be there could be a regulation on the books before this time next year. Huh. Could you uh, use dynamite gas stoves? Uh. Which are used in roughly forty percent of U.S. homes and are favored by many cooks have been found to emit air pollutants such as nitrogen, uh, nitrogen dioxide, carbon monoxide, and other uh, particulate matter at levels deemed unsafe by the EPA hmm. and World Health Organization. Casey, are you still scared of uh, using gas? No, I, um, you used I was, to be. 
No, no, no I it was don't, a thermostat. No, 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 no. Um, it was monsters on, on in the, the grill. I don't like lighting it. Um, but uh, cooking in my home with with gas, I you're fine. Not, I'm not afraid of that. Okay, used to, I thought for sure you told me that you were nervous about having a no. So the gas grill when I was uh, living at my parents' house, it blew up my mom's face. That's not good. No, it's not good. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so lighting it made me a little bit uh, gave me some pause. You know, so I just make sure I don't have hover my face over the grill as I'm, you know, hitting yeah, what's the going on here? Yeah. Good idea. I I love my outdoor gas grill. I don't. I, inside, it's an electric um, range. Preston, why do some cooks prefer gas? Because uh, it's immediate heat. Oh, like the second you turn it on, it starts heating up. Uh, with electric, it just takes and and you have more control over the 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 flame. You can get more specific uh, as far as the exact heat level that you want to get. Okay, and you can see the flame and tell if it's hot enough. If if you've been working with a stove for a long time, yeah. But some of those ranges are so expensive. Like, yeah, they are. And you got to put in. Obviously, you have to have a gas line into your house too. Yep. Uh, so gas stove pollution has been linked to roughly, yeah, Steve, 12.7% of childhood asthma cases in the U.S., according to a new study. Wow. Uh, a level of exposure similar to the childhood asthma burden attributed to secondhand smoke exposure, which is kind of wild. I was not aware of that until this morning. So yeah. We'll see. All right. Uh, one more, maybe? Yeah, All right. Sure. Uh, let me see here. A few different things. The files of the noticer. Um, what is he noticing? I right. notice he's trying to notice. How about this one? Uh, when do you take down your Christmas tree? <laughs> According to a study that was done. Uh, I think we're past the official date, right? Yeah, little Christmas is when you're supposed to have it, everything taken down. There's an down official by. date? Well, well, it's like, what is it? The, not the, is it the epiphany? Whatever it is. There's yes, some sort it. of like holiday. I have it right here. Okay. <laughs> Dating back to the 4th century, many Christians have marked the end of Christmas season on the 12th night. Or 12 nights after Christmas, uh, an evening also known as the Eve of the Epiphany. Casey. Ah, all right. Although Christian groups reportedly disagree over which date is the correct one, tradition dictates that the 12th night is the best time to take down your festive decorations, including your tree. The date falls on January 5th or 6th, depending on whether or not you count Christmas as day one. So my tree will stay up. We've got the big family gathering this weekend coming up. Uh, and then it'll probably stay up about another week after that, and then I'll take it down. I had, uh, Steve, I was at my uh, kid's school yesterday, and I was walking out of the building, and I could see over to the rectory where the um, where the priests live. Yeah. And their Christmas tree was still up. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> if their tree's up, they're not. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we took all our stuff down uh, last weekend. Which I was so glad to get it done. It's, I like it. Like I well, like good for it you. Looks yeah. like that's the problem. Like that's I think why people wait a little bit yeah. is because you. I mean, like I looked at my tree. I was like, oh, it's so nice. And oh, I. Oh, it's not because it's a royal pain in the ass to put all that stuff away. No, I put everything else away, but the Christmas tree, and I left that up, and then I just yeah. took that down yesterday. Especially this time of year when it gets so yeah. uh, drab and gray yeah. and bleak. Like that's just a little bit of um, something prettiness in the house. And yeah, and so Steve, I think we're probably same. I you. You guys know I kept that up for like a year. When you, yeah, because uh, you love it so much. I, no, that was just laziness. <laughs> I would like to attribute it to love, but no. Uh, but th- yeah, I think we'll probably do the same time on a t- timeline as you like next sure. weekend. Yeah, and then I have the out- I have outdoor decorations. I, I like those. those too. So th- nothing, everything won't be completely away until the end of the month. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I almost feel like maybe I should get like the, the, the as far as the outdoor lights are concerned because right. I love the way they look as well. Get the type of outdoor lights that change color. 
uh, I, so that I could have yeah. them for each season. You know, oh, it's it's Valentine's Day. Everything's red. And it's actually nice. So uh, we'll have light. white lights out, and, yeah. and then you you can use those year round. Accent lights and things like that. Yeah. You know, Steve, your lights that shine up. Don't, do you keep those out all year round? Oh, you, you're talking about my floodlights. Yeah. Um, no, that but change co- they change color, right? Don't you? Yeah. Change yes, it that Halloween I do have. Yes, that I do. Yeah. Because so you I, could just do them. I white just make them white. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that, that, I, but that's just a couple of them. I I have a lot of lights outside. Yeah. So. I, I did my um, big planters, right? I put, like, um, greens. I cut the Christmas trees. I was telling you about it the other day, Preston. Um, and I think this year I'm going to add just white lights to it. So it, it looks wintry, it looks but nice. not yeah. Christmassy, right? Okay. And right. it looks right. cool right. if it, there's any snow. It's awesome. Yeah. There were some uh, there were some trees in our neighborhood that were out at the curb on the 26th. And, like, to me, like, whatever, to each their own. But I, I, that's so immediate. Like, they get past Christmas and then it all down and then the dead trees outside. I can't wait, mm. Nick, to get all that stuff down immediately. I, Kathy, I, I, uh, I, am, I am that person. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I want that crap out of here. I want it gone. I am not, I, uh, good for you guys. Yeah, I'm, Nick, I'm happy was, for you, but I'm ready to get that stuff out. Nick, there was one year that on Christmas morning, later in the day, I took the Christmas tree wow. down. And it was, it was it, only, there were bugs in it, right? No, there no, wasn't was bugs. It, it was completely dead. I had the fir- I knew it the first day. I <laughs> I put it in. I watered it, and you know, like right when you cut the tree and you bring yeah. it home, I mean, it drinks up that water so quick. I know what happened. The bottom sealed, and from that day forward, it died. And on Christmas, I mean, it was it looked sad. It was making Aww. me depressed. Kill me. I'm getting rid of it. Kill me, um, Steve. It was me. We had aphids in our tree. And oh, that's we, it. Yes, we oh took the. Ch- we took the. Well, we didn't know. <laughs> the thing about aphids is they're. Um, they are benign insects. They only hang on the tree. They don't yeah. infest your house or anything like that. So, but when they die, they just drop. To, and that's how we even knew that we had aphids. We had no idea. So, uh, we have <sighs> never had a real tree since. Let me ask you guys this question for real tree owners. Um, because we always did this growing up. We would crush up anison, uh, yes. aspirin, and yeah. put that in the water in the base of the tree. Did you guys do that we too? Did. We yeah. did. It's valid. It was actually, was it effective? I don't that's know. What, that's what I've heard. But yeah, now that same. you can get these, it's, it's probably all just a scam. But, you know, like this sort of... Uh, um, uh, Tree food. Yeah. yeah, it's a liquid. You know, you pour it into like a gallon of water, or whatever. Yeah, it's it's like probably a, ground anison. Plant uh, food when you yeah. you know buy a new flower. Uh, flowers. Know, fl- yeah, fresh flowers. I, my tree last year though was beautiful, and I made sure that I watered it, and it stayed. Like I didn't put anything in it, and it just the water. It it was fine. I could have okay. kept it in my house for another month if I wanted to. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, apparently it says here in this particular story, uh, the Epiphany, also known as Three Kings Day, marks the day that the three wise men visited baby Jesus. <laughs> and uh, you should really take down your Christmas tree when it's the most convenient time for you and your family, whether that's the day after Christmas, New Year's Eve, or you prefer decorating your tree all year long, according to this. It's funny because they say, <laughs> historically, they say Jesus was more than likely... Bo- born in around May. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, it's just yeah. a, yeah, it's, it's a random, but yeah. it, you, you go with it. Uh, we have had a Halloween decoration in our house for, <laughs> okay, uh, over a year because we put it up before Halloween last year and we always left it up 
uh, because it's a, it's a giant Grim Reaper. So after Halloween, it then became like uh, the ghost of Christmas future. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. And so we put a little Christmas hat on him, but he's been sitting there in our foyer. I've had a a, yeah. a, uh, a zombie coming out of the ground on my f- uh, in my whole display. It stays year round, uh, and uh, so it's there for the Christmas display. It's there for the Halloween display, and it just gets lit up with. So there's a very austere red light for Halloween, and then yeah. there's sort of a decorative green light. It's Wait, and, and why do you keep it there? Just because you just want one. to? Just one. That, that transcends the entire year. Uh, okay, I thought what you were going to say, which is what happens to me, is I pack everything up. I get it all organized. <laughs> it's in bins. It's in the basement. It's stacked up. It's great. All tucked away in the corner. And then I find one Christmas decoration that I forgot to put in there. And it's every year, every holiday. I oh, And I, I will scour the house, make sure I have everything. No, I found a snowman in the bathroom. <laughs> God damn it. Then you gotta drag all that crap back, back out, out and find out where that goes. You know what? It lives on top of the bin. We, we bought decorations last year that we were supposed to go out this year and like, where, where did we put them? And then, you know, just now as we're starting to pack some stuff up, stuff up, we find it. It's like after the fact. It's always the case. But we have a lot of stuff. That's what you, that's the risk you run. Yesterday, I had a Christmas present delivered. Oh, what? I, wow. I ordered oh, yeah. it. I mean, I would yeah, say yeah. I ordered it probably two, three weeks before Christmas. It came and I forgot about it. Forgot, yeah. You know, I forgot that I had ordered it, and I'm like, what did I get from Macy's? And I open it up, I'm like, oh, okay. Merry Christmas. Who was it for? It was for Jace. Uh-huh. <laughs> Santa was bonus. drunk. That's a yeah, little bonus yeah. for him. <laughs> Santa came back. All right, so uh, put your Christmas stuff away. Go ahead. You can do that now. And there you go. That's the oh, no. all the noticing. I'm saying put your Christmas stuff away. I'm saying you do what you want. All right, you do what you want. You leave. The officer says you can put it away in case he says you do you. Yeah. (laughs) I noticed that for the noticer. We are going to break. We're going to come back in a moment. We have some bizarre foul stories that we would love to share with you. So that's all the way. Uh, Comedian Andrew Collin is going to be joining us. And we're also going to have Steve Gutenberg. The one and only. On the program for a Lifetime movie that he's in. Stay there. We'll be back in a bit. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, a few stories to share with you. We're going to start in Wisconsin. A woman accused of repeatedly poisoning her veterinarian husband with animal euthanasia drugs. What? has been charged with attempted first-degree intentional homicide. So repeatedly poisoning him. Yeah, Amanda Chapin uh, was charged, and authorities say she poisoned her 70-year-old husband. She's 50, by the way. Her 70-year-old husband, uh, Gary Chapin, three times during July and August by putting barbiturates in his coffee. Uh, According to a criminal complaint, 
Uh, the couple got married in March following the wedding. Amanda Chapin forged the signature of one of her husband's children on a power of attorney document and demanded her husband amend his oh, house man. deed wow. so that she would get the home if he died. The complaint says that she poisoned her husband for the first time less than three weeks after the quit claim deed on the house was authorized. You always remember the first time you poisoned your husband. Yeah. Uh, the third time he drank the allegedly poisoned coffee in early August, he fell into a coma that lasted for four days. Blood work showed barbiturates in his system that came from drugs that he used to euthanize animals with. Wow. Uh, Chap- uh, Chapin's son subsequently filed a restraining order against Amanda Chapin on her father's behalf, and Gary Chapin has filed for divorce. Um, so, yeah, she's been... <laughs> yeah. She 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 didn't realize that would sh- even you know yeah. she, that it would show yeah. up. She was too stupid, which is what happens on occasion. Thank yeah. goodness for that. A Dutchman died while base jumping with a wingsuit in Switzerland this past Wednesday. The victim was 44 year old Jarno Cordia, an experienced wingsuiter who had already completed thousands of jumps. His friends and family confirmed on social media. It looks amazing. I watch videos of people doing it all the time. It's but it's like here's here's the problem. You're always it's always the law of diminishing returns. The Swiss police said that the man died in the mountains near uh Larderbrunnen on Wednesday. He had jumped from uh the jumping point called Hig La Moose. Ah! And crashed. Why don't you forget the moose? <laughs> For a moment. And crashed several times against a rock wall for unknown reasons. First responders could do nothing for the man. On Facebook, his sister wrote that uh, a leap of faith in Switzerland became his last. Both from friends, family, and businesses expressing their shock and sadness at his death. They described him as the pioneer of the wingsuiting community and one of the most experienced wingsuiters in the world. I mean, so so there there you go. There you go. The guy's like the best, and he flies into a mountain. Yep. Uh, a former Arkansas judge was charged on Thursday with soliciting sex from a defendant's girlfriend in order to make the charges against her boyfriend move quicker through the judicial system. There you go. Yeah. In April 2022, Thomas... Listen, we can move this ahead if you give me a hand job. Thomas Carruth allegedly solicited sex from the girlfriend of a defendant in exchange for expediting that defendant's trial date. The 63-year-old elected county judge allegedly then lied to the FBI when questioned about it. Uh, meet me in my chambers and bring some lube. He's charged with three counts of wire fraud, bribery, uh, making false statements, and one count of obstruction of justice. If convicted, he could face up to 20 years in prison on the top counts. Was he wearing clothes under his robe? At the, I don't know, at yeah. the time of the uh, FBI raid on his home, he denied any wrongdoing. He said that he was being blackmailed and immediately called the state police and FBI after the woman offered to do quote, do anything to expedite the process involving her boyfriend. Liar whore, liar whore, you know it. <laughs> That's him. Wow. Yep. Talking to her. That's his defense. Yeah. So, uh, but he, yeah, he's uh, he's facing some serious charges. A man charged in a grisly attack Tuesday morning claims he did it because he believed the victim was a robot. Uh, yes. At about two They're se- all around us. At about 2.17 a.m., officers responded to Cleveland Station where witnesses reported an attack and a lot of blood. Officers said they found 25-year-old Corn Daniel Kramer still on top of the victim, a 78-year-old man, and pulled him off. And according to police, the suspect had chewed off the victim's ear oh. and part of his face. Oh. Their injury was so... You know, I, I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> he's human. I thought I'd see that exoskeleton. Listen, no. the victim uh, was taken to an area hospital. They said that uh, the injury was so severe that responders could see the victim's skull. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. There's the Saigon horror that bit my nose off.
In a subsequent interview with police, Kramer told investigators he believed the victim was a robot who was trying to murder him because of the victim's scent. Ah, uh, robots are very uh, smell-oriented. Uh, Kramer told investigators he spit out the victim's flesh, thanking the arriving police for saving his life by separating him from the, quote, robot. Oh, Christ, I see a human skull. This isn't a robot. Wow. What do I do? What do I do? Uh, so he appeared in uh, court on Wednesday on a second-degree assault charge and is being held without Is there any bail. way we can expedite this, Your Honor? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Yeah, go to that judge. <laughs> Speaking of robots, the world's largest strip club has hired the biggest security guard ever seen to ensure no nonsense unfolds at the doors. A giant, 15-foot-tall robotic suit that looks straight out of Avatar was flown to Las Vegas from Vancouver this weekend. Uh, Customers at Sapphire's Gentlemen's Club were greeted by a staff member behind the controls of a a four-and-a-half-ton robot dubbed, uh, dubbed Mech the Bot Johnson. Uh, the robotic suit, uh, capable of transforming anyone into a formidable real-life Terminator-style character, was in town the same as the brand-new tech being unveiled at the annual CES convention. Uh, Sapphire's Gentlemen's Club wrote on Instagram, he will be protecting us all from the AI bots taking over the Las Vegas CES convention so that you may party worry-free all weekend long. Well, we're looking at this thing, and I wonder what, what exactly can it do? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It looks like a crawling machine, That's to be what honest. it does, yeah. Uh, the club's managing partner uh, said it, uh, it only makes sense that the world's largest gentleman's club would have the world's largest security. Uh, right, so. yeah, yeah. All right, one last story. I want to wrap with this one. A Philadelphia police officer is being sued for sexual discrimination and creating a hostile work environment for allegedly taking off his pants repeatedly in front of other police officers. Officer Jose Don- Donez Uh, And the city of Philadelphia are named as defendants in the lawsuit filed by attorneys for Officer Kelly Neal. Both officers work for the 26th District. The suit was filed last June. According to the complaint, Neal claimed that Donez, a police officer for over 30 years, removed his pants directly behind and beside Neal on several occasions and stood in the open office of the 26th District in his boxer shorts instead of using the locker room or bathrooms to do so. Okay. The behavior occurred multiple times in front of Neil and other women officers, some of whom complained to their superiors. Just airing things out. Uh, the lawsuit includes screenshots from multiple videos discreetly taken by Neil that show Donez removing his pants and exposing himself in his underwear directly behind Neil. Uh, one of the videos of the lawsuit states, it says, quote, at approximately 08 seconds in the video... Defendant known as fingers the crack in his buttocks to oh remove God. his wedged underwear therefrom. No. You can't finger your butt. Seconds oh. in... I think he was just pulling a wedgie. Oh. oh. Uh, at 18 Watch seconds... Watch this. Uh, in the video, defendant known as thereupon pulls another pair of pants over his underwear, lifts his shorts above his waist to expose his back and stomach and adjusts the buttons uh, and buttons his pants. I fingered the guy. <laughs> Uh, so there are later screenshots uh, and annotations that describe Donez casually uh, answering a phone call while pulling up his pants over his underwear. Look well, at my junk looks like a Tie Fighter. As well as another incident wherein a different officer walked by and was exposed to defendant Donez's behavior while attempting to open the office refrigerator to place <laughs> the items inside. Sounds like an interesting workout. It sounds like a photo shoot, like yeah, a sexy yeah. photo shoot. I'm just putting the milk in the Ooh, fridge. Yeah. yeah. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you at this point in time. 
All right, we will break, and we will come back in just a moment or two. Don't forget a little bit later on uh, Andrew Collins stopping in, Steve Gutenberg on the show as well, and we have uh, Tattoos Day. Stay put. We'll be back in a moment. That's you. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Nickelback. Metallica. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Uh, let's take a look at traffic, see how we're doing so far this morning, Kathy. What you got? Well, it's pretty busy throughout uh, the area this morning. On the Blue Route northbound, it's jammed 95 to the Media Bypass southbound. Mid-County tolls to the Skokal. Media to Baltimore Mike. Baltimore Pike. <laughs> I am Baltimore uh-huh. Mike. Google <laughs> Eastbound. Baltimore Mike. I'm a card shark. Yeah. Sounds like a Springsteen character. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Baltimore Mike and Sally Sue. Going down the boardwalk, coming over to you. <laughs> Today seemed promising. Uh, Schuylkill eastbound slows 202 into Belmont. The boulevard to the Vine. Westbound, Pasheng to South Street. The boulevard to Belmont. The Blue Road out to 202. 95 southbound, heavy cotton through the bridge on the Vine. Expect delays westbound uh, from the Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill. Uh, PA Turnpike westbound jams Willow Grove to Fort Washington. 30 bypass eastbound, heavy Reeseville Road to 113. On 422 eastbound, you're jammed Oaks to First Avenue. In New Jersey, 55 northbound jams Deptford to the 42 freeway. 42 north, slowing 41 to 55. Route 73, Church Road at Greenwood Avenue. There's an accident. This traffic report brought to you by the Tile Shop, your destination for ceramic, porcelain, and natural stone tile and luxury vinyl tile. Explore a wide range of unique looks and exclusive designs. Visit your local Tile Shop showroom to start loving the home you're in. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Thank you very much, Kathy. Yes, Nick. Until right now, I thought that Baltimore Jack actually was a character in a Springsteen song. Ah! I, I didn't realize that the line in Hungry Heart was Nick. got a, got a wife and, and kids in Baltimore, comma, Jack. Comma, Jack. Right. Yes. So, I, thought it was, uh, I got a wife and a kid in a Baltimore Jack. Nick, I figured that out about 20 years ago. <laughs> okay. But... Same thing. It sounds uh, like it's something thing. Springsteen I, would sing, right? I yep. thought. Okay. I thought. I either thought Baltimore Jack. I thought Baltimore Jack was a place. Okay. Got, Got a wife and kids in, in Baltimore Jack. Okay. <laughs> it's just outside of DC. Right. All right. Yeah. You know. I thought it's he was just in, Baltimore Mike. I thought it was another guy. You know, on the boardwalk that he was talking about Baltimore Jack. Uh, Hi, man. Mike. <laughs> So you thought it was, I got a wife and kids and Baltimore Jack? I got a wife and a Baltimore Jack. A wife and a Baltimore Jack. Yeah, a wife and a Jack. Yeah, for your car. (laughs) Is that a Baltimore Jack? That really raises it up quickly. Got a wife and kids and Baltimore Jack. Jack. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I was wrong for a long time. I saw an interview with Bruce uh, the other day, and, and it was pretty funny. He was talking about how his kids just... Do not oh. care that he is Bruce Springsteen. On Seth Meyers. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was yeah. terrific. And he was like uh, talking about how kids would never root for any parents to cheer for them. You know, 50,000 yeah. people in an audience. Yes. He said kids don't want to see their parents yeah. cheered on by 50,000 people. <laughs> no. They want to see their parents booed by 50,000 people. It was pretty funny. Do you actually. get any uh, acknowledgement from your kids about, uh, I mean, that, that you're in a, we a do little be, higher be, profile job? In the public. Does it uh, matter? I, I do. Um, and uh, they appreciate it. Uh, and they, Have they you ever met Baltimore Jack? <laughs> they don't. Um, uh, they don't uh, regret it or anything All like right. that. Do so they regret it? They, they regret it a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a big deal in our household. They, they, they find, 
when people come up and say hello, right, um, to be kind of funny, mm-hmm. you know, okay. or or to be like, come on, come on, come on, you know, it, like that. I mean, they're not rude or anything right, like right, that, yeah. but but they. But they, Jace they, makes fun of me. He does. Yeah, yeah he's okay. mock like pe- when people walk away, he's like, oh my god, it's Kathy Romano. <laughs> <laughs> it's not until like their friends and their peers will sort of. Uh, Acknowledge. Acknowledge. It becomes and, something at that point. Yeah. Like, my, my uh, son has a couple of friends, uh, yeah. these twins, uh, Chris and Kevin, that have been listening to the show forever. And, was, and like, when they came up and said, hey, I listen, they were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's something. oh, so I, I had uh-huh. kind of a, a, an opposite reaction. So uh, Caroline was at school, and, and one of the classmates, they were talking about famous people or something like that, and one one of the friends said something along the lines of, "Oh well, you have a you have a, a famous dad or something like that." And the other class members were like, "Ooh, who's that?" <laughs> Caroline tells them they were like, "Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like a YouTuber or something like that." You know? Yeah, <laughs> they, were dis- they were disappointed. Preston, oh, too funny. <laughs> but dude, the Baltimore Jack thing. I'm so glad you said that. Okay, because for the longest time. I, I thought the same thing. I'm, I'm glad I'm not alone. No, you're not alone. Um, I saw this interesting uh, response on, on Reddit, which I thought, no, it's, no I'm not no, noticing. No. We already did the notice. Oh, we did. Okay, sorry. I thought this was kind of interesting. And essentially what it came down to is what's the worst mistake you've ever seen someone make in their job? Like a whopper, like a big one, like a monster mistake. Uh, and Or you yourself have done. Uh, I, I've told the story well, many the Titanic. times. Well, I've told the story many times where I accidentally <laughs> pulled the fire suppression system. Oh, yes. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Uh, at the restaurant and that I worked of, at. It was one of those, like, it's like a like a, a, like a dust powder, fog. A powder. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That was, I think that's the biggest mistake I've ever made at work. And then there was another time uh, on the radio. There was a high-profile missing persons thing. I was a kid that was missing. And uh, I got my my girlfriend at the time had called me on the hotline. I was on the air and told me that they found the body of this kid or whatever. Oh, no. Oh, and you reported it. And I went on it without oh, confirming no. it. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was a, a oh. false story. And I was like, oh, my oh, God. God. Mm-hmm. I I felt so horrible. It was one of the worst things I've ever done yeah, in radio. From that break. I am feeling <laughs> good, and I hope you are, too. Well, I bounced right back. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you could tell. You could hear my voice. <laughs> hey, shop- awful sorry about that. That's bad, but I, everyone loves pizza. Uh, the shopping center right near my house, the uh, Lawrence Park Shopping Center, has been undergoing a facelift for a couple of years now. And it's now finally starting to, like, yeah. look good. And the, we, there's an Acme in that shopping center. And the Acme face is it, everything just looks so good. It looks more modern. Yeah. And I pulled up. It had to have happened maybe five minutes before I got there. But a tractor trailer was turning. And I guess the box of the tractor trailer uh, was too tall. And it ended up, like knocking the uh, it made a huge dent and broke the front of the the face of the of the shopping uh, of the like, facade the facade and it was brand new i mean oh. they had been wor- I, and i'm talking it, not just like a little scrap or, or a, a scrape it was just like a giant hole a giant gaping hole in the front of the store that had been under construction it's for a couple the person of years who now. did that you it is not no i don't drive a tractor trailer uh let, let me read a couple of these examples yeah, and we'll take some calls are coming in now um so this one says an it worker once sent an advisory to the entire company about an email 
that several people had received with a malware link. And she did so by forwarding the actual email with the link. Oh, no. Causing loads of other people to click on it. That's like one of those little videos that we have to watch here at work. All the time. On, on yeah. how to I, uh, I, I gotta, properly I, use your email. I always ace those. I got to watch a few of those. So I'm falling here's, behind. Here's another one. It says, one time a member of my dev team. I don't know what that means. D-E-V. My Development? Dev, uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, was given a task to cancel a few credit cards. Fewer than 10. Uh, directly in the database. They accidentally canceled... 17 million credit cards. Oh, oh, my God. That's a lot. The mistake was only caught when the company helpline started to receive millions of calls the next day from people all over the country asking why their cards were not 17 working. million. Oh my God. That's a bad one. Uh, let me go to Scott. Hey, Scott, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, yeah, buddy? Hey, hey, I work at a car dealership. I couldn't see where, but um, a couple years back, there was a mechanic while he was doing a recall accidentally sent off sent off all the uh, airbags on the car all the airbags <laughs> at once oh my Everything god one yeah it sounded like a gunshot went off i'm sure so so in, in most cars um at least like newer cars modern there Thanks, are a god. number of airbags oh, right yeah. so like yes. um how, how many so you'll have your steering wheel mm-hmm. um the passenger airbag there seems to be curtain, uh, curtain ones right, yeah, right. that come down around I the six. I would say six, six airbags, and in the back as well. Yes. Well, I would say uh, including the back in the front. Okay. Uh, so uh, the the curtain airbags on on either side, and then the the front and passenger and driver side. So when I had an airbag deploy, uh, it deployed so quickly that I I never realized. I only realized that it deployed because I looked down and saw it. I had no. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It's lightning fast. Uh, here's here's a, a couple of texts coming in. This says, I embroidered the incorrect label on 250 North Face jackets. Oh, <laughs> no. South Face? <laughs> uh, here's another one that says, I put a new roof on the wrong house. No. Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every, every now and then you hear of a, a demo, demo job yes. that happens at the wrong address. Preston, where they totally tear. Like, yeah. the, you had a story uh, a couple of years ago where people went away on vacation mm-hmm. and their house was leveled. Yep. They uh, had the wrong address. Yep. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> this uh, is a good one. This one says, I once accidentally pulled the fuel release from a military helicopter and dumped hundreds of gallons of aviation fuel oh inside the hangar. Oh. I ended up soaked in fuel and in the hospital because it got in my eyes and mouth and ingested. Oh, my God. Whoops. You must have looked adorable, though. Don't pull this handle. <laughs> wow. Uh, this one? Let me go to, uh, <laughs> let's go to Shane. Hi, Shane. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, so happy up? the body at work. Yes, oh, thanks. We're thrilled. What's up, man? All right, so years ago, I worked for a data entry company where I was the one behind, like, sorting the data, you know, in preparation to print mailing labels. Well, if, if in the blank fields, I would just give it a character, you know, temporarily, like the word idiot or something. Right. Well, well, one week I forgot to remove that, and all our clients had received their mailings with the word idiot addressed <laughs> oh, to them. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh my God! How many clients are we talking, Shane? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> like, 
Hundreds, maybe. Okay, and they all had idiot. Dear idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Thanks, Shane. But it's somebody from an IT in our company sent something one time. Oh, they were they were they were venting. Oh, yeah. They were it was really chastising. Right. Uh-huh. And yeah. They, it wasn't an accident, but it was they used the wrong language. Yes. And they caught hell for it. Yeah, yeah. they did. Uh, here's a uh, uh, one of these entries that said, "Once I served drinks to a little girl and her mom, and I actually got the mix. I got them mixed up. The mom ordered a mixed drink with bourbon, and the oh, daughter no. said her drink tasted funny. <laughs> oh, no. Oops. Uh, let's see. We will go next to. Uh, let's see. I've uh, Rachel. Hi there, Rachel. Morning. Morning. What's up, Rachel? I uh, I work at an investment firm. Okay, and I improperly invested in an account cost about three grand to fix which we can fix it's fine however that was a friday uh-huh. monday morning i'm 37 weeks pregnant jacked my blood pressure up and it sent me to labor whoa so the screw up got you Aww. actually forced you into labor yeah, my blood pressure was so high they induced me because it wouldn't wow. come down. They said if it doesn't come down, we're just going to induce you today, and that really helped. So that's a good recommendation. Yeah. If you're having, oh if you're behind, after your due date, screw up at work royally. Yeah, <laughs> that'll move things yeah, along. Move things uh-huh. along. Yeah, forget about walking around. <laughs> yeah, just, just make I- I- incorrect investments. Uh, I'm going to go next to these are biggest mistakes you or you've seen someone make at work ever, like big ones. I'm going to go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning, it, buddy. What's up? So, I in college, I worked in banquets in a hotel, uh, like setting up for weddings, like taking out water, serving food, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And right before a wedding, uh, we were putting out waters, which like is the last thing we do. And the water glasses that in these cases are like twenty-five to fifty. And we would just roll out a giant cart with two hundred to three hundred glasses of water <laughs> right before the event, and put them all out on the tables. Well. A new girl, like on her first or second day there, went to push the cart into the room, and there was a little lip from going to like hard floor into the car- carpet in the uh, banquet room. Yeah, and the whole cart of two to three hundred glasses tipped over. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God! All broke. Oh, <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> no. Oh, no. I mean, like you lost all those glasses, and then the mess to clean up afterwards. Right, and on top of that, the event. The waters was the last thing we put out, so the event was in like fifteen to twenty minutes. Jeez! Oh, <laughs> so, how, what did you do? Uh, so, luckily, there uh, was also a restaurant in the hotel, so we just like ran down to them, <laughs> stole all their glasses, refilled them all up real quick. But there was just a giant puddle in the banquet room. Dude, that's wow. cr- it's crazy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right, thanks, Kevin. Appreciate You're it. Livid. Uh, somebody texted in and says, Casey, you have to, I don't know what this is. It says, let us not forget Casey's calendar invitation fiasco. Yeah, that's um, that happened a couple of years ago. Oh, yes. I accidentally sent a calendar invite to the entire company, company like all across the, the whole country. Company. All, all the stations Beasley. across the country. <laughs> and then when I, when I tried to fix it, I sent another like invite to the entire company. I think also, I did it three times. But also, your uh, license photo was at the bottom of <laughs> yeah. your, yeah, so, so your calendar invite. So people, but, <laughs> included that license photo shot, yeah. and so every time they went out, 
And not everybody uh, gets you. Oh, God. It, you know, and Was it's it the, funny. the wild man? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. God. And but every people... time somebody, like, replied yes or no, whatever, it would go to everybody. It would go to everybody. People were getting, like, tons it, and tons of emails. A couple of weeks before that finally <laughs> dried up. It's funny, though, because the way people reacted to that was... So a, a, they acted as if they had to carry this out to the trash. <laughs> you know, them. You know, right, I, gotta, yeah. I gotta walk this all the way, you know, 17 flights. That, you just click delete. Yeah. Just move on with your day. Right. Uh, by the way, this is this is interesting. It's a little bit off off the beaten path for what we're talking about, but it says uh, banged the owner's daughter, <laughs> then threw it in his face by accident during a heated argument pertaining to work. Oh, oh no. no, by accident? Oh, yeah, sure. No. <laughs> uh, let's see. I have uh, Susan next. Hi there, Susan. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. Um, used to live in a twin and we were getting it ready to sell and we needed to repair the front roof over our front porch so we hired a company and i came home from work on the first day and they were ripping off the other side of the twin their roof it was i mean in fairness that person needed a new roof way more than we did but like that person ended up getting a new roof on of it because they had to replace what they had taken off. Sure. So, roof, and we had to pay for it. And so you, but you just had to pay for the one roof, right? I mean, you didn't. I mean, they, they cover the cost of the roof that they screwed up, correct? Oh, for sure. We didn't have to pay like extra, but like our neighbors got a free roof. There you go. That's a pretty sweet sure. deal. Wait, wait. To do our roof. You wait. You had to pay extra? No. Uh-oh. No, that's what I'm saying. I didn't, but Uh-oh. they just got a free roof. Right, um, right. We had yeah. to pay for ours. They got a free one. That's. Yeah, sure. Bonus for that. Yeah, no kidding. All right, thanks, Susan. So I I think this was a mistake, Preston. As a golfer, I think you'll appreciate this. But um, at a golf course near me, not Paxton, uh, they planted grass that was not the right grass for for this climate. Okay. And for an entire season, the entire, I'm talking, the entire, all 18 holes was like dead brown grass. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I don't know if it was like Kentucky bluegrass or, or whatever it that was. Hap- there was. There was, mm-hmm. a, I was told, uh, you know, uh, we have uh, we have Natural on, which we love, you yeah. know, and they advertise on the station and swear by it for the past couple of years. Love it. But there was another company that apparently was in the general our general area, and they had put down the wrong chemicals on like 30 lawns oh. and just killed them. Speaking of that, let me go to uh, Bobby, by the way, who was on the line. So let me get him. Hey, Bobby! Bo- Hi, Bobby. Yo. Good morning. What's going on, guys? How's it going? Good, bud. So you have, a, you have a similar story to what we were just talking about. Yeah, so there's this one guy, complete knucklehead. He's <laughs> sniffing these containers for the right chemical. For whatever reason, he had the bottles mixed up. <clears throat> So he puts weed killer in instead of a broadleaf weed control, kills <laughs> this guy's entire lawn. I mean, the guy's living. Oh, yeah. So at this point, we are ripping out grass, putting sod in. And this was two years ago. So okay. it was a very dry spring. Yeah. We have three water trucks up there every day, 10 hours a day, watering the sod in. <laughs> complete mess. Complete mess. But wow. yeah, yeah. And because you're, the guy was the uh, a university president? Sure. <laughs> That's what it is. Not happy. Okay. Uh, which but, university? Uh, let's let let's let that part out. Okay. But, I mean, the situation. It was just a costly mistake, and right. the guy he just yeah. Well, listen. I mean, when you do when you do something like that, you have to go so far in the other direction because that's everything. If word gets out that that you did that to a lawn, your your business will just be destroyed. So you've got to make good and then some. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, accidents happen as long as you fix the mistake. <laughs> yeah, right. you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think Thanks, my Bobby. you know my general reaction to something that big, I probably wouldn't lose my crap all over those people as long as they did right by me. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, it, oh my god, that is a gigantic mistake. I would imagine you are just. Terror, mortified that you did this, but as long as you fix it, we're going to put down sod, we're going to put in the sprinkler system, we're going to blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then, and then, oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me go to John next. Hi, uh, John. We're talking about the worst mistakes at work. What's up, bud? Hey, guys. Hey, man. So uh, I worked in education for years, in education IT for over a decade. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't trained in this. And in IT, you have a chance to make some pretty big mistakes with automation. Or with, you know, the power to send one command to, say, an entire floor of computers right. uh, during finals week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was working in my as, uh, my development, or what I thought was my development computer, sent a command out to a group of fake machines is what I thought it was. When actu- in actuality, I sent a command to the entire floor of my computers that I manage and wiped out an entire floor of machines during finals week while people were using them. Oh, my God. Oh. So people had all taken, anyone who had taken a test, what they had done was eradicated, correct? So so this is even worse. It's not like it was like a um, like people taking exams or anything. No, this is people working on, like, film, 3D projects. Oh, art. no. no. All of their so, projects. Oh, my God. Yeah. So what makes it even what makes it even worse is so we have we had a, a remote storage option, right? So basically when you log into the machine, it stores your data onto the server. Well, because I thought I was working in a dev environment, the command also went to the remote server and wiped out the So you wiped it out and you wiped out the backup. Dude. No. So no. were you were you let go? What happened? No, I was not like uh, so. This is a job. This was my first IT job. I was still in school there at the at the time. Oh I was the director of technology for oh the department, <laughs> and um, I, I, I mean, I, I kind of fudged it, you know, like oh yeah, command road command went out. Well, you know, it, that's the great the great thing about sometimes in IT is you could make up a story for non technical people, and they might be like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, all right. Oh my god, you gaslight them. Nice job, John. <laughs> Thanks, man. We appreciate it. All right. I got to go to this one. Uh, let's get Mike on the line. Hey, uh, Mike, good morning to you, sir. Hi, Mike. <laughs> good morning. What's good up, morning, Mike? About, so I used to work for a large conservative company, and about 20 years ago, an administrative assistant in our Canadian subsidiary accidentally sent to a distribution list of a 1,000 people a short video clip of a guy playing the piano with his penis. (laughs) 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 It it was, it was so cringeworthy. And my colleague from the office next to me runs into my office. Eyes are open. And he he looks at me and goes, did you see that? I said, yeah. He goes, well, on the upside, I hear there's an administrative associate. (laughs) Yeah. To a play. My God. Did she get fired? I don't know. I mean, (laughs) wow. What are you gonna do? How do you? How do you? Right? You can't. How did you? How did you? uh, How did you end up with this video in the first place? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's see. We have time for just a couple more, and then we got to take a break. I'm gonna go to uh, Jay. Uh, Jay, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thank you, Jay. What's up, bud? 
so I used to work for a drilling company back in the day, and we were supposed to be drilling a well, and they didn't give us an address. They just gave us an intersection. They said, oh, yeah, it's an old gas station. Uh, just go on the side of the building, start drilling for, uh, for a water well. So we pull up. We're like, oh, okay, here's the gas station, not knowing that it's a brand-new gas station being built. We start drilling. We get about 30 feet down. All of a sudden, we hit metal. We pull out, and the smell of gas just fills oh, the air. Oh, no. Dude. Could have exploded. We pull out, and we find out that we drilled into their brand-new gas tank oh. that was halfway filled with, with fuel. Oh my we come God. to find out it was supposed to be the abandoned gas station across the street that they were building a new house on. Dude, and that's a huge environmental... Uh, Gigantic. Oh, yeah. oh, no. They did the same thing on the, the street we were <sighs> Thanks, used to. In Maniac, the street we lived on, they were doing some work, and they pierced the gas line. Oh. This was the, the town yeah. had done it. Everyone's walking out of the house. What, 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 what does that smell? It's just covered everywhere. It was horrible. Oh. There's a great... Um, uh, it was a, a comic from years ago. It might have been a far side, but it is... Uh, you see this guy standing over a work site... And there's like a, a, squ- a square hole that goes down about 50 stories. And you see at the bottom, like, you know, tractors and stuff like that and construction equipment way down at the, the bottom of this huge hole. And the guy's yelling down, I had the blueprints upside down. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Uh, well, it can happen. Big uh, mistakes from time to time. Hopefully you can brush them off and move on. Um, some of them you can't. By the way, real quick, uh, Steve on line three and Ashley on line five have been on hold for over 15 minutes. I'd wow. like to give them something yes. for their trouble. I have a uh, case of Voodoo Ranger Fruit Force IPA uh, that we can give each of them. So, uh, Fruit Force High Flying Fruit Punch, uh, Punch IPA soaring at 9.5% ABD. <laughs> You'll enjoy that. High drinkability and refreshing punch flavor. So, we'll set them up with that. But thank you for your calls. We appreciate it. I want to take a break because we have guests coming up. Steve Gutenberg is going to be on. Uh, comedian Andrew Collin, who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club, is stopping in as well. So, we'll return in a moment. Hang out with his friend. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery on all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day on your favorite O organic or open nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit acmemarkets.com slash freshpass for program details. Service available in select areas. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, we got uh, we got a few minutes to play with here. I, I thought we were going to have... Right into the gooster. Yeah, I thought we were going right into Steve Gutenberg, but uh, that's not the case. So, uh, we tried to have a flow to things and <laughs> time them out properly, and uh, it's not going to happen. You know what? Right we, we grow from these experiences. You know, people talked about destroying, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment in the last break. We missed it by a few minutes in this race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so right. we understand. Preston, I did bring something if you want to try. Show and tell? Well, well I brought in Takis, oh. which we referenced last week. And I know you you didn't really even know about them, and I don't think you've ever tried them. But we no. don't have to do it now. But if you were looking to kill a little bit of time. Um, do you want to be slobbering up while you're talking to Steve Gutenberg? Are they, are they super spicy? Is that the thing? Essentially, yeah. But they, I don't like not, super spicy. Not super right. spicy like that. They're just, they have a kick, and they are full of flavor. They're different. I, They're yeah. really different than any, like, spicy Rainbow. chip I've ever. All right, here we go. <laughs> Not the type of spicy that is going to... Um, blow your nuts off? Blow your nuts off and, yeah, and like, 
like a hot jalapeno. It's not that. Right. I don't know, dude. It's called fuego. I know. I it know. It's fire. But yeah. I, think, I think you should try it because I think you might like it. However, if I'm wrong, it's Casey's fault. As my grandfather used to say, Preston, no fumar la pipa. What does that mean? Smoke the don't smoke the pipe. Smoke the pipe. <laughs> don't smoke the pipe. It was the warning. They, they, they always put that on the in the airlines. <laughs> right? Fumar yeah. la pipa. I don't know. Yeah. What is the what's the one they put out where uh, uh, the floor's wet? What does um, that say? Oh, uh, piso mojado. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bibliotech. I really do need to learn Spanish. Somebody, uh, they will say that to me on on Twitter every now and again. Piso mojado, as if they're saying like it's a greeting of some. Yes. Yeah, and, and a piso mojado to you. Okay. Yes. I'll try a bite of this. All, All right. right. Wait. All right. Uh, drum roll. Oh, no, I can, we don't need a drum. Are you sure? Because I have one. Uh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. You know what? <laughs> Play the notice. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa's filming okay. this. She's waiting right. patiently right. for me to do this. Mm. <laughs> now there's that initial hit, right? Which is like not too spicy, and then it starts like making you salivate a little bit. Does he like it? Is there diarrhea involved? Well, here's the deal. I uh, like spicy stuff. Hits me pretty hard. Okay. Yes. So if this really sets me on fire, I'm not going to be happy. Uh, I feel a little bit more heat coming. Um, All right. I definitely can taste a lot of lime in there. Yes. Are, you, are you chubbing up? I'm not chubbing up. <laughs> mm, let me see. Okay. Yeah, he's not. No. In fact, if anything, it's, it's going killing it. It's going wow. down. It's, yeah. it's crawling back in. Oh, you know what I almost Turtle's did? Turtle's going back in the shell. I, I was uh, with, the, with the pepper. This is good. You like it? Yeah. Now, um, do you see how they can sort of become addicting? Because you want to like, sure. uh, yeah, you, you you can't just eat one. Yeah, but I didn't. Your description the other day was confusing me. You're like, it's full of flavor. And I'm like. Yeah, but what kind of flavor? And uh, you know, I think it's multiple kinds of flavors. That's why, yeah. it, like, it, it throw. It's different than other chips in that it's not just like a spicy Dorito. Are it, all of the so you have different? Mm. Yeah, they all look like good. that. That's like good. It? All right, Steve, <laughs> you want to try one? Mm. All right, I'm offering I, up even though because they're not mine. Doing my intermittent Lime, fasting, and it looks like these are maybe uh, serranos. Uh, Can you on hold there. one up? I just want to see it. Yeah, here. Take, Casey, Can you, you move take that one in and out of your your mouth slowly like that? Mm-hmm. That might actually cause my lips to get a little too spiced up. That's a, that's about the right amount of spice for me. Okay. I mean, it's enough to... Uh, oh, they're all... Did you ever try them? No, yeah, I think they're gross. I don't hey, if you while well, he's doing that, have you guys ever had Dots pretzels before? Uh-uh. Uh, we've oh talked about God. them on the air. They're way they're overpriced. The Dude, they're so good, though. Do you think they're worth the money that you spend yeah. on them? Yeah. No. Because I didn't know how much money we spend on them. Michelle bought them, so yeah, I don't know, but like, they were... What? It's like seven bucks a bag or something like that. Are they hard pretzels? Yeah. Or soft pretzels? Okay. Yeah. We, How much we, does a normal uh, uh, bag of pretzels that size cost? Five, not as five much bucks? As, yeah, not as... Well, I mean, well, are you getting the big bag or are you getting them like that Wawa bag? The larger bag. Here's my impression. Yeah. yeah. They're not bad. Yeah. I was expecting much hotter. Okay. There seems to be a little bit of a lemon taste. Yes. A lime. Uh, yeah, lime. Oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah. I, I call lemon lime. Okay. <laughs> right. So these are the Taki uh, Fuego flavors with a little bit of lime. Yeah, they have um, like the blue ones. And, yeah. Like, they're literally, like, they're the color. They're so you probably wouldn't buy these, Preston, but if they were put out at a um, party, you might snack on yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I'm, I'm not, uh, generally, if I want a uh, tortilla chip, I want it to be kind of plain, you know, gotcha. uh, to go with the dip I or whatever. But those out. are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But, dude, I'm, I'm sold on the Dots pretzels. I don't care how much they cost. Yeah. They're really good. I, you know, it's, it's so, the spices. I don't look at prices on a lot of things either. Wow. Um, You're a wealthy businessman. <laughs> and they have just a just a smidge of heat to them, just a tiny bit. With the, the, dots the, ones? the original, yeah. Okay. Just, just a little bit of, of spice in there makes it good. Okay, enough talking about shows. 
Snack foods. Our guest is on the line. I did not know you were going to play that music from the uh, the blue please, please, yeah, blue the blue oyster club. Oh my god, this is great. Uh, I am interested though in uh, what he is promoting on Lifetime Network. It's going to be on Saturday. It's called How to Murder Your Husband. I've talked about this story in the Bizarre File many times. It's a wild story, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Mr. Steve Gutenberg Yay! to our show. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, guys. And I just got to tell you, my niece and nephew went to Temple. I love Philly. I had such a great time there. My my nephew still works over at Temple. So you got a great city. Oh, oh thank nice. you, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Real quick, Steve, where do you uh, where do you hail from? What what's hometown for you? Hometown for me is Brooklyn, New York, and Flushing, Queens, Massapequa, Long Island. Yeah. My wife and I now have a little place out in Pacific Palisades, California, and. I look after my mom, so we have a little place in Scottsdale, Arizona, oh. and uh, I look after my mom out there. Yeah, the first place uh, my wife and I, when we first got married, we were living in Massapequa, Long Island, so we're, we're very familiar. Uh, I have to tell you, though, uh, cool. we're very, this this story, Preston had reported on this story, and yeah. we had followed it, and didn't put two and two together uh, until we realized, you, know, you did the, uh, the research for this. This story is insane. Do you remember, as this was unfolding, Steve, were, were you paying attention to it? Absolutely. Actually, I never heard of a story. I'm not a news junkie in that sense. Yeah. So I, the first uh, I heard about it when I was sent the script. And then I delved into some information. I went online, and boy, what an interesting story about a woman who feels so compelled about the financial strains she has, take out an insurance policy on her husband, and then murder him, and think she can get away with it by buying a gun online <laughs> and by uh, writing a blog called how to murder your husband? Yeah, yeah yes. She so she does that. She is known for writing a lot of uh, books. True story. Obviously, we said a true story. Nancy Brophy, I, I believe, is her name, and she had um, she wrote a lot of fiction that was based on the notion of of women who are just sick of their their experiences and and plotting to kill their husbands and so on and so forth. And she had written this, all of this, which certainly must make it hard to defend her in court. She's currently, I believe she's currently serving a life sentence, correct? She is. She got, uh, she allegedly murdered him, but she did get convicted. She's appealing. And she was in, uh, she was convicted this last summer. Insane. And so uh, her husband, it, which is the character that, that you're portraying uh, in this movie, is a, uh, I believe, a, a professional chef, correct? He is. And actually, I just want to note that Double Shepherd from Moonlighting oh, yeah. uh, is playing is playing Nancy. And she's a wonderful actress. And I was thrilled to work with her. If anybody remembers, if anybody's a cinephile, uh, you remember, you know, Taxi Driver in the last picture show, mm-hmm. Heartbreak Kid. She's an incredible actress. Yeah. The, so beautiful as ever. The, the, uh, the supermodel, which is kind of cool. So <laughs> yeah. She's a, 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 and, and a wonderful actress. So. I had a great time working with her. Yeah, and the, she is a great actress. The Last Picture Show, one of the greatest movies ever made, and and uh, um, uh, you know she can she has the proper sort of um, um, crazy behind the eyes to make something like this work. But it, it's and and uh, uh, from the coming attractions, it looks as if is she narrating the film as it's progressing. Um, yeah, she is, and it's and and the way the film is written is beautifully written. Uh, by Stephen Tolkien, who directed it. 
And she is. She's narrating it as if she's writing the blog and and discussing how to murder your husband. It's kind of cool. It, it's so weird because a lot of times, we, and you said that she bought the gun online and did all these things. You would think someone who is pretty um, involved in the intricacies of writing, you know, stuff like this and plotting it out, would be better prepared. It still blows us away when they someone commits a crime like this and they go and check their Google history and how do you get rid of a body and how do you dissolve a body and all these things that are obviously going to implicate them in the crime. Um, what, what's your read on this, Nancy Brophy? Did you um, did you do any any research on on her herself and what what motivates a person like this besides just wanting to get the money? Well, it's a, probably a bit of mental illness, wouldn't you think? Yeah, that you you would think that a month before you murder your husband, you take out an insurance policy, and she bought the, the gun. Online, on Amazon, she bought pieces of a gun. Oh, my God. And they went to her Amazon or eBay account and found the trails of her buying pieces of a gun. So it's just an insane proposition. Uh, but, you know, much of the world, I think that's one of the reasons that I think this is so relatable. Much of the world is under economic strain. And we panic and we try to figure out what to do whether it's robbing a bank or stealing from your company. Yeah. Um, or uh, or look at FTX. Look at uh, uh, Bank Friedman. Yeah. Um, or Friedman Bank, who actually was stealing from FTX to pay off another one of his funds. So, you know, stealing because you're under financial stress is universal. So this story actually is, is, is greatly uh, relatable in that sense. Hey, Steve, so uh, this is on uh, Lifetime Network, and they've become uh, synonymous with the holidays. This certainly is not that. <laughs> uh, but they have also have a, a, a reputation of, of really creating some, some great content and uh, some interesting stories. What's uh, What was your experience life working with, with Lifetime, and was this your first experience with Lifetime Network? I thought Lifetime was great. Uh, Tanya, who heads the uh, content department, is just unbelievable. She's so smart. Uh, and they create, listen, everything has a certain place and everything has a certain audience, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to sell encyclopedias to two-year-olds. Everything has an audience. So this audience is basically for people who like to watch women. And the fact is, matriarchies are much more interesting than <laughs> patriarchies. They just are. Women rule the world. If you don't get that, then you're a dummy. <laughs> the truth is, w- women are what it's all about. And we come from women. And nobody would be here without a woman. And the, the fact is that they're interesting and fascinating. They're, 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 they're cunning. They're smart. Men are dumb. Women are, are, are intelligent. <laughs> it just, it's just the way things run. You know, uh, look at every, every story from Samson and Delilah on. You know, uh, it's all about women. So I think that it's very, very smart of Lifetime to do stories centered about around women. Well, they've, um, they've done this. I, uh, it, well, they've been doing this. this well, there's no man channel. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've been doing these these rip from the pages um, movies, you know, uh, based on actual crimes. And, and, and they've been doing a very good job with them. And uh, even in just, just the basic um, murder mystery stuff. So they're obviously branching out. Uh, a lot. I mean, you you have done so much stuff, and I've enjoyed seeing you on the Goldbergs. A word is you'll be returning to the Goldbergs 
uh, as well. You're reoccurring. You're a science teacher. Do you enjoy working on that show as well? Yeah, that's a really fun show. Well-written, really smart people. And Adam Goldberg, I just fell in love with. And actually, I think, yeah, I have another show on this Wednesday, I think. Excellent. So I think this is the, uh, the they're doing a uh, sort of a tribute to Blade Runner. Exactly right. Right, right. Exactly. And I have to say, for the sci-fi fans of, of the of the Sharknado and Lava Lantula series, has, has there been any talk of going back to any of that stuff? Because that was that was in high demand a while ago. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of interest to do another Lava Lantula. Uh, you know, giant spiders are very, very attractive. <laughs> it was, so, uh, yes, it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, really. Listen, that's what's great about a career is that you get to do all kinds of different things. I'm a guy who's done the same thing for the last 47 years. I wake up in the morning, have my coffee, have my breakfast, call a few people in my family, a few few friends, and I go to work. Yeah. And whether I'm doing Shakespeare or I'm doing giant spiders (laughs) or having uh, my wife kill me or diapering a baby or I have a police academy outfit on, it's going to work, and you're you're there to educate and entertain, and then practice your craft and do something you like. And the truth is, guys like you and me, and all <clears throat> all of us in the media, if you're talent, the chances of getting a job in the talent business are so small mm. that we're also lucky to make a living, to buy, pay for the heat, the mortgage, the kids' clothes, the dentist, all from radio. Television, movies, yeah. theater—the chances are unbelievably small. There are millions and millions, tens of millions of people who tried to do what we're doing. So I thank God every day. <laughs> I have—I have not been a waiter since I'm 19. Wow! <laughs> As an actor, that's a big deal. Yeah. Actors, most actors have to be have to have another job. Yeah. It's it's true, and yeah, I have a, a daughter who's seventeen who is pursuing a you know, and she she loves it. She's in the theater at her school, and you know, it's something that she's thinking about doing. You know, post high school and, and in college, and and I I love that for her because it's something that I did in high school, and I know how much I loved it. So uh, I, I want to ask you because I we only have a, another minute here, but uh, going back to your very first job. You played the character, and it's a real-life character, Mike Capaletti. So I don't know if you remember much about uh, this movie. It was a TV movie uh, called Something for Joey, but it is a true story about a, a gentleman who grew up here in, in, the, in the shadows of Philadelphia in Delaware County. This guy named uh, John Capaletti played for Penn State and, and you know, played professional football. Do you, do you recall um, you know, that, uh, that job? It was. It was actually my second job. My first job had one line. <laughs> on a movie called Roller Coaster. Oh, yeah. Then, uh, yeah, and then I was cast in this picture, something for Joey, and I got to work with the great Geraldine Page. And it doesn't really, you know, sometimes when I say these names of these great actors, people don't know who they are. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. The truth is they did live and they were important. Um, and, and Geraldine was an amazing actress. And I got great experience on that set from all those actors. And I worked with the great Mark Singer, mm-hmm. who was yep. an incredible Shakespearean actor. And he played, you know, the, the talented and and, uh, and and the heartfelt John Capaletti. I, I remember that picture really well. Absolutely. Nice. Well, listen, Steve, it's great to talk to you. We'll make sure that we do see this Lifetime Network 
Uh, Saturday, 8 p.m., it is called How to Murder Your Husband, uh, both Steve and Sybil Shepard uh, in this movie. Thanks for taking some time, Steve. It's great to talk to you, okay? Best of luck. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, guys. And I wish you and your families good health uh-huh. and success. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much, Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. Nice. Casey, what was the uh, what was the Mike Capaletti story? All right, so it was John Capaletti, John and Cap- here's the deal. Uh, so John Capaletti, I believe, went to Monsignor Bonner High School, uh, went to Penn State, and ended up playing uh, for the New York Jets. But um, the thing about that I remember most about John Capaletti was that he was an answer in the very first uh, Bucks Co. versus Delco oh, really? trivia question, and I really? didn't know the answer to <clears throat> it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Actually, I do remember that. Okay. And you, yeah, you like couldn't figure it out. You I were, couldn't figure it yeah. out. Now, the way the question was worded, I will. Uh, it threw me for a loop because it said he was a number one draft pick, and he wasn't. He was drafted in the first round, but I, I had... I, I guess like Floyd Wedderburn or something. And, okay. Uh, yeah. So. And, and it haunts you to this it day. It haunts me to this day. day. It gets into your very soul. All right. Well, glad you got that all out with Steve <laughs> Gutenberg. Yes. On the show. He was actually a bit of a therapist. Uh, he was. Yeah. He was. It was very nice, actually. All right. Our next guest, we haven't had a chance to meet, and we are going to meet him now. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club on Thursday. Show is at 8 o'clock. You can go to heliumcomedy.com. Everybody, welcome Andrew Collins. Yeah. Andrew, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're good, man. How you doing, bud? I'm doing well. I just moved to Los Angeles, and there's a monsoon. Yeah, day living here. So <laughs> you're, get, you're getting decimated. Yeah, it's a good sign when you move here to a place that has never seen a cloud. Yeah, and it, well, you know now it's um, uh, like Armageddon. Yeah. And, uh, so I fi- I figure you know everyone's moving out of Los Angeles. It's a good time to move here. Well, where, where did you move from? Uh, St. Louis. Oh. Uh, and I was in St. Louis this past weekend. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know. I know. Are you Are you from the area? You from St. Louis uh, originally? No, I'm from Florida originally, about two hours north of Miami. Oh wow! Uh, A place called Port St. Lucie, Florida, which is known for where the New York Mets spring training. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Wait. What? Why were you in St. Louis then? Uh, I was doing a podcast with Nikki Glazer. I was a co-host of her podcast. Okay. And. during COVID, I was in New York City and wasn't the most fun to be there uh, <laughs> during COVID. I mean, uh, if I had to pick a place, it'd probably be in a ranch on Nebraska by myself. But, right. uh, <laughs> so I figured I'd go to St. Louis and I went there for two years and it was good. It was a good experience, but I feel like, um, you know, more career opportunities out here. Probably. Yes. I, I was reading some of the, you know, doing some research on you, and you said of your time in, in St. Louis that the, the, the people, you know, there's a reputation for people being nicer and, and more pleasant, but you, you seem to suggest that there's also a dark underbelly to, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> to the people yeah. of St. Louis. The, you know, I think anywhere where they pretend to be nice <laughs> and then when they get on the highway... They tr- they treat you like you killed their first son, um, and they're mad at their boss. They're mad at their wife. They're you know they're mad at anything else, and they decide to take it out on I sixty four. There, I've never been around worse drivers in my. There's people in St. Louis. They drive with no license plate, for, and they drive with parts of their car missing. Uh, it's interesting. I've never seen a car work without a hood and a, and a trunk. Mm-hmm. It's possible in St. Louis. So that's what you're into. Yeah, they're great, good people. So uh, big switch in, in Los Angeles. How long have you been there now? 
literally six days. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus, you moved out during a biblical prophecy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd like to think it came with me, you know, <laughs> that I'm part of this, you wow. know, that I have that much power <laughs> to take out a whole city so then I could become a star like Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> <laughs> but even he now lives, yeah. he lives in New York. You're right, because I'm, I'm looking behind you. There are There's like zero yeah, furniture behind you. We're looking on Zoom, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I wasn't going to show. I'm staying at someone else's house who's way more successful than me. Oh, okay. And uh, they're, you know, they're. They're not here right now, but I think it's one of those things where they allow you to stay at the house. You're like, yeah, I'm looking for a place. And then six months later, you took the master bedroom. And you're like, What's happening? Yeah, yeah. Are they in the entertainment industry? Uh, yes, they you are. You giggled. Yeah. Yeah. If they were like a, in real estate, I wouldn't feel as bad. Well, you know, for the longest time, <laughs> and, and we love Nikki Glaser. She's fantastic. And I've had her on the show, and she's awesome. But yeah. I, there, there's always, an, uh, having a, listened to the podcast, you guys have worked together. You worked together on her on her e-show as well, uh, where she went home and was always, you know, give, giving her parents hell. So there was, I, I saw, and I, I kind of agreed, you, you guys had a, a ve- and have a very good chemistry. Um, did, did did it ever cross over into a more intimate um, uh, oh, experiences? Oh, you want the exclusive? Oh, yeah. might as well. Yeah. How about with you and Preston and Steve, did that ever happen? <laughs> yes, actually, yes. Only yeah, only is- finger stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, only. <laughs> uh, you can get that through the pee hole. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's painful. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it made the kidney stone feel easy. Oh my god! Um, no, it never, it never ventured over there. You know, yeah, I yeah. think uh, I'm not successful enough. I think that's what happened. <laughs> well, yeah, well, listen, she's she's great, and 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 the stuff that you you work together well. Do you do, you do any other stuff with her? I know you sometimes tour together. You've gone uh, and done stand up tours with her. Yes. Yeah, I did stand up tours. I opened for her for about three years. Um, we, you know, it was a great experience. I was her dog walker before that. So, you know, I mean, just dream big. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, that's how I met her. I was dog walking while I was doing stand up and uh, I was walking a dog with wheels for legs. Oh, oh no wow. kidding. Because it was lazy. And, um, <laughs> and, and she took a photo of me, put it on Instagram. And then people said that I'm a comic. She hired me a couple of years later as a dog walker and then gave me an opportunity to host for our Carolines. And now I'm sitting in the mansion in LA. Wow. That's awesome. That is During a flood. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there he don't fly. Yeah. <laughs> so Andrew, uh, quick, fingers. <laughs> quick story. I was, uh, you know, um, I was at a friend's house. Uh, I don't know how Stop to tell bragging. this story. No, 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 no. <laughs> and uh, so the the brother had had some medical complications, and so he was. Uh, so we went to go visit him, and so he's he's sitting in this in his bed, and we're just in there talking, and uh, you know, and, and you know, he's going through like you know therapy and stuff like that, and his TV's on. And apparently, like HBO Max was on, no. and uh, F Boy Island yes. was was up on the screen, and we're in there. It's me and my wife, and and our, our friend, and and this kid's both of his parents, and and I just I cannot, I can't. I, I can't help but stare at the screen that just says F Boy Island this whole time, and you're one of the creative producers on that show. Can you talk about your experience with F Boy Island? Well, a, you know, a kid dealing with some medical problems is our ideal audience. Um, that's who we were focused on. Yeah. So it's interesting that you saw that demographic because yeah. apparently we only have eight of them. Um, and 
but yeah, it was an amazing experience to be around 30 uh, gorgeous men with nine packs <laughs> that put oil all over their bodies every morning. So, you know, that felt great. Well, you know, it, the great part is that Nikki was, you know, the, the host, obviously, and is the host. And, and uh, so th- there is... As as comical as those shows inherently are, uh, when you're being knowingly comedic about it, that's what makes it work. What's the status of that show right now? Um, I think now it's going to be on Lifetime. <laughs> with Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> yeah, with Steve Gutenberg. And it's going yeah, to be a little watered down. <laughs> yeah, they can't, and, they can't go. It can't be F. F has to stand for something more benign. Yeah, F stands for yeah. friendly. <laughs> friendly yeah. boy island. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you, because one of the articles I read, uh, you know, in preparation for the interview is uh, you apparently you, you went to Tulane and went yeah. back to um, the, the, you know, they, they were commenting on you returning. I think it was about a year ago and uh, about some stuff in, in your experiences there. And you I don't I don't know if you were joking or if this is a factual story, but it involves a um, a, a, a bulletproof vest. And I think it was your brother. <laughs> is that story accurate? Is that true? And can you explain it's a it? true story. Uh, explain what I mean, happened. I'll try to tell it in the radio version so it's faster. But the first night I visited Tulane, New Orleans, I was very excited. I was still a virgin. I thought, this is my big night. This is my big chance. And within a minute, my brother's roommate, who was an ex-Navy SEAL, uh, asked me I to look through this closet of, like, closet of death. He had a bulletproof vest in there. I tried it on. He goes, look, it's knife-proof. And boy, was it not. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. He stuck a and knife into your chest. I stuck a knife into my chest, you know, how Navy SEALs do. And, um, and uh, yeah, next thing I know, my, I'm in my brother's Wrangler, and I'm in the emergency room. They oh. think my lung is collapsed. It wasn't. They give me a Demerol. I feel like I'm finally partying on, uh, <laughs> on bourbon, which felt good. And then the Navy SEAL told me that I have to tell the cop that I stabbed myself. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> Which I did because I told him a dog jumped on me while I was playing with a knife. It's pretty smart. And, uh, yeah, actually, pretty good. Before yeah. improv classes. That's very good. Um, <laughs> and uh, so the cop laughed at me and left, did no paperwork, you know. And um, that, that night I went to a concert, and the guy playing the guitar was the Navy SEAL that stabbed me, and he dedicated a song to me, which was nice. <laughs> this is all true. I swear to God. That's so insane. I hope he got you laid that yeah. night. Uh, the next night I actually was going to go, I went home with a girl. I showed her I got stabbed, but I went to this fraternity party and, uh, I swear, like it, it turns out if you get stabbed by a Navy SEAL, you're a pretty cool guy. That's a, <laughs> dude, that's, that's, that's a panty dropper story. If you want yeah, get, yeah, I was in a fight with a Navy SEAL, stabbed me in the chest. The problem is the next time I go, you know what? Let's don't do the vest. Let's really get some quality women. You know, the hotter, the more you're stabbed, the hotter the woman. Collapsed along. Uh, yeah, collapsed along this time. Stabbed me in the kidney. Um, but it turned out the guy was never a Navy SEAL. I found that out six months later. Oh, no. he actually worked a SEAL show at SeaWorld. <laughs> he might have been a SEAL. He well, trains him how to blow the horns. Oh, my uh, God. That's insane. Fish in his mouth. <laughs> That's wild. So, so yeah, it was wild, man. Have you? Uh, so we, you know, in all, the, all the years we've been doing this, and this is our first time meeting. Um, um, have you have you played uh, Philly before? Have you have you come to the area? I have. Yeah, I have. I've I've done Helium and the Punchline, and I think a theater there with Nikki. I haven't done it on my own headlining. It's the first time headlining there, and I I really do love the Philly crowds. I feel like you guys, you know, a lot of people are scared of you guys. Uh, <laughs> Ever since that one Bill Burr rant, 
Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but look what it did for him. That made Bert, Bill Burr's career. He'll yeah. at least free, he'll freely admit it. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, if you want to yell at me and I could tell you to shut the hell up for 35 <laughs> seconds and I could become a millionaire and actually own this house that I'm staying in, that'd be great. I'll take it. You can throw whatever you want. Throw me. I throw knives at my face. Well, you, <laughs> stab you in the chest. I'll tell you this is that the um, – and, and it's – from when we started to what it is now, the comedy scene is so robust here and the amount of funny people, like legitimately solid stand-up comedians that are coming from this area, it's just fantastic. So, uh, you know, everyone, thankfully, is, says, uh, is echoing what you say about the, the audiences. They're really sharp, and Helium is a great club. Yeah, they're amazing. And, yeah, like guys like Chris O'Connor, Shane Gillis, obviously, has blown up. Like Tommy Pope, all good friends of mine. Um, I don't know if they'd say that, but, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, I've, I've only had great times there performing in Philadelphia is interesting though. Cause if you get drunk the next morning, you're hung over next to where they signed a declaration of independence <laughs> and you really feel like a loser. You know, that's the one thing because so much was done there, you know, yeah. I'm used to Florida where they just barely built a strip mall. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is true. Whatever you see here, it, whatever it is, it is the first, yeah. bum, you know, whatever it is, first yeah. zoo, first post office, first, whatever. And that's, that's kind of humbling. And it does, make you feel extra incompetent when you uh <laughs> for sure <laughs> when you're in proximity to it yeah all right well listen enjoy uh when you're in town next time if you, if you got some more time swing by the studio we'd love to have you in here uh if you're gonna come uh, i back. appreciate that you guys anytime you guys mate. i'll bring uh, a knife yeah yeah bring a knife yeah <laughs> comedy.com tomorrow night it will be andrew colin thank you yeah! andrew! all right thank you so much guys. take care brother we'll see you soon wow i wonder well, where he's staying uh, I know. I wanted to ask. I think it was Nikki's place. Is it? He said when he was talking about his career with her, and then he said something to the effect of, and maybe I misheard, but and now I'm staying in her mansion. Ooh. Did he say her mansion? Well, I, I think so. Okay. Um, I think he didn't want to tip his hat at the beginning, and then uh, he felt a little more comfortable. I mean, that's a lot of people. So in that, in that, you know, who are fans see them together, and and. Um, you know, so well, why not you guys? Yeah. I think so he has that's a girlfriend. What's that? I think he has a girlfriend. Oh, okay. Right. Oh. All right. Well, uh, all good friends. We should take a break and uh, just remind you that we do have uh, tattoos day taking place. So, uh, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing is a three hundred fifty dollars gift certificate that can be yours for a Preston and Show themed tattoo. Uh, so, Texas word tattoo three nine three three three. If you want to check out their artwork, you'd head to seventeen twenty nine South Street in Philadelphia, or go to Floating World Tattoo. Tattoos.com, that is. We'll come back with the bizarre file, so stay close. What's new? Glad you asked. Blink 182. Smashing pumpkins. Bowl beat. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. All right, let's take another run at this. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Sponsored by Bergie's Cadillac and Plymouth Meeting. They invite you to experience the all-electric Cadillac Lyric. Uh, they will host uh, this extraordinary event Thursday, January 12th from 1 to 6 p.m. Visit com if you'd like to RSVP for that today. Uh, police say a man was stabbed 
for touching someone's hair without permission. <laughs> the incident started Don't on touch the hair. New Year's Eve when the unidentified 32-year-old man reportedly asked a 36-year-old man named Ryan Johnson if he could touch Johnson's hair. I asked you not to touch my hair, and you, you touched my hair. Johnson responded by telling the man no. However, police say the man told him that he touched Johnson's hair anyway. Uh, the men then went. Now I'm going to have to kill you. Went their separate ways until a few hours later, when they crossed paths again in the alley. The man reported that Johnson bumped into him, and he immediately began feeling pain in his abdomen. And that's when he lifted his shirt and realized that he had been stabbed. Jesus. Yeah. The man then proceeded to ask a bystander. Uh, to contact police for him, the bystander that called 911 reported officers that he had seen a man matching the description of the suspect walking east in an alley with a knife. All right, then, can I smell you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't smell me either. I don't want you touching my hair, and I don't want you smelling me. Investigators reviewed security. Can I wink at you? Uh, camera footage from the area and also from the bar where Johnson was located on video prior to the stabbing. John was, uh, Johnson was identified by an employee of the bar where he was seen walking east in the alley just prior to the stabbing. One week later, Johnson was found in a vehicle. Uh, officer stopped the vehicle, and he was taken into custody for an interview. He faces attempted murder charges. Uh, aggravated battery. Battery with a deadly weapon. One well. day he's going to have a very successful salon. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Don't touch the hair. <laughs> but he Don't. came back hours later with the knife and and, and stabbed him in the, in the alleyway? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I've been thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? <laughs> Don't touch! <laughs> Don't touch. Uh, and by the way, uh, it, I, it, you know, the guy had said he felt somebody just bump into him and didn't yeah. realize he'd been stabbed. Like, I've heard that story oh, yeah, a yes. few times. Like, you don't know that it happened. Do you remember the, Some people bleed out and not realize. The footage of the person walking along, I forget what city it was in, but they had a knife in the back of their head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember that. I tell you, like, any time there is a, a prison scene, like, where, where there's somebody's getting shanked in a prison yeah. in a movie, or I, I can't stand it. I, I, it just gives me, it gives me chills. I hate Sure. It. Yeah. Yeah, the idea of that happening, mm-hmm. it's horrible. Uh, authorities are asking for information after five paintings valued at more than $400,000 were stolen from a locked truck in Boulder, Colorado. The high-end paintings were stolen sometime between the evening of December 14th and the following morning. I might have brought those inside. Uh, the transport company staff stayed at a hotel overnight and discovered the following morning that the padlock on the truck had been cut and the five paintings, in addition to some tools, had been stolen. <laughs> Why would you do that? Uh, well, they thought it would be safe in the truck. Bring it inside. Uh, they were in a hotel. I don't know. They, the, uh, tra- it's a La Quinta. They're very secure. Uh, the artworks included View to view of the Taos Pueblo by Joseph Henry Sharp, Laguna Pueblo by Ernest Martin Hennings, Untitled by Abstract Expressionist Elaine de Kooning, uh, Burnett's Barn by representational painter Jane Freilicher. And Don't Touch the Hair. And Don't Touch the Hair by Anger Irving Course. No, it was uh, called Taos at Night. Uh, officials did not specify where the artwork <laughs> artworks were traveling to or from. Police are asking members of the public to submit any information related to the theft. How do paintings get their value? I, I, I look at things. You put them on a scale? Uh, yeah, no. I just, uh, I you know, Nick, your your uh, girlfriend is a, is an artist. I, I, and she's very, very talented. Nick Murphy's wife, same thing. I look at these things and I'm like, these things could be worth money. I don't know how. Well, some of it's arbitrary. And yeah. Some, and like, it's like, how does an NFT get its value? It's because a lot of people say that it has that value. And it goes to if someone, it's yeah. worth what someone will pay for it. Yeah. And there are stories about Picasso drawing on a yeah. napkin yeah. towards the end of his career and 
giving it to people and saying, here, this is worth $60,000. But it, it wouldn't have been worth $60,000 $60, at the beginning of his career. Right. right. You know? Uh, police when made, he was just Gus Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> police made a troubling discovery after a welfare check. They responded to a residence in regards to a welfare check of an 80-year-old woman named Kathleen Rulander. Uh, the woman's granddaughter uh, contacted police saying Robert Rulander, the elderly woman's son, wouldn't let her see her grandmother. Uh-oh. When another relative attempted to reach out to Ruth Rulander, uh, reach out, I'm sorry, Rulander told her that the elderly woman was taking a nap. Mm-hmm. Officer said multiple welfare checks were attempted that day. However, he wouldn't let the officers inside the residence, close the front door behind him when he spoke to law enforcement. A neighbor told police that he believed that the woman was dead inside the home since he hadn't heard the beep beep sounds from the woman's breathing apparatus in a week or two. Uh, yeah, beep. Uh, the man <laughs> also noted that the front door of the home was usually left open and it had it had been shut for quite some time. Uh, though the concern of the family members and negotiated uh, and neighbors what? They, they misspelled neighbors. Uh, uh, were able to enter the home through an outstanding act of warrant. Uh, Rulon was arrested and taken to the police department. Inside the home, they found a gruesome discovery. Officers entered the home and noticed a foul smell. When officers entered a bedroom, Kathleen Rulander was found dead in her bed, lying in her own urine and feces. Oh. Oh, she touched my head. <laughs> Don't touch. What do you want? <laughs> she touched my head. Touching my hair. You don't let that go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he was arrested uh, for a series of charges. And then one last story. A person tells police they were blackmailed by a TikTok scammer using their loved one's ashes. Uh, so police said that the victim made contact with a TikTok seller who claimed to create artwork from cremated ashes. After the victim paid the seller and sent the ashes they reported that the seller blackmailed them and demanded $3,000 to return the ashes uh, to them. Come on. Police say that uh, the victim is sharing their story to keep anyone else from falling prey to the same heartless crime. Friggin' TikTok, right? Yeah, there you go. And that is it in the bizarre file so for you. Earlier, they, they, um, they're mandating that uh, government officials take TikTok off their phones in Jersey. Yes. Yeah. I had that. I was going to put that in the city beat, but all right. we'll, we'll, yeah, all right. we'll visit that tomorrow. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So that and uh, a whole bunch of other states, too, uh, because of... Um, People uh, eating Tide Pods. Uh, so many Tide Pods. <laughs> you're at lunch. Uh-huh. You're in the break room. What's that you're eating? <laughs> Tide Pods. They're colorful and tasty. All right. Let's take a break. And when we return, we'll ask a lesson question. And we'll do the Trash and Music News, too. So stay put. And don't forget, um, Tattoos Day as well. So stay there. We'll be right back. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, just a few more minutes for you to text word tattoo because we're going to get a winner in a little bit. 
and give away our uh, Tattoo Tuesday prize today from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, a President Steve Show themed tattoo. So if you have not done that yet, go ahead. She might be that last second person that jumps in and wins. And wouldn't that be awesome? All right, so we're going to give something else away, though. We're going to do a lesson question for now and a pair of tickets to the Bruce-O-Rama event with Bruce Campbell. And I'll tell you what all that is. It's going to be not till April, but it's a couple of things, Q&A and some uh, contests and so on. Uh, but you have to answer this question correctly. We're going way back to the beginning of uh, the show this morning. What kind of a cuck is Regis? Oh. <laughs> what kind of a cuck? Yeah. Special kind is Regis. 215-263-WMMR. Regis Philbin had a, a quick uh, jump in on the program, and we found out he likes to... Well, watch other people doing it, and especially with his own wife. It's great that he continues to contribute after his death. Yeah, so let's see if you know what kind of cuck he is. 215-263-WMMR. The trash business is a goldmine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And while we're waiting for that call, we'll take a look at the trash. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Preston, Avatar, the way of the water has officially hit the break-even level, clearing over $2 billion at the box office. Director James Cameron says, the movie should turn a nice profit if they can get to the kajillion mark. <laughs> hey, hey! 44-year-old Chris Evans and 24-year-old Portuguese actress Alba Baptista became Instagram official with a video posted on Friday. In the cute video, Evans and Baptista repeatedly scare each other with him jumping out from behind doors and her showing him her birth certificate. <laughs> oh, durka, durka, durka. And finally, Khloe Kardashian angrily responding to accusations that the trendy drug Ozempic is responsible for her recent weight loss. Chloe snapped back saying, quote, Do you realize how much time I spend in the gym taking Ozempic? That's your Hollywood track. All right, we are going to see if somebody does indeed know the answer to this question. What type of cuck is Regis? That was asked earlier in the 6 o'clock hour. And we're going to go to Frank and see if he knows the answer. Hey, Frank, good morning. Hey, good morning, bitches. Hi, right, bitch. Uh, <laughs> Do me a favor. What is he? What kind of a cuck is he? He is a humiliation cuck. Humiliation yeah. cuck is correct. Hang on, Frank. Got yourself a pair of tickets for Bruce O'Rama. Two events, one fun night hosted by cult film star Bruce Campbell. It'll be Friday, April 14th at the Keswick Theater. And part one is a last fan standing interactive trivia contest uh, for fans of fantasy, horror, sci-fi, superheroes, and gaming. Uh, and by the way, everyone in the audience gets to participate in that contest. That's great. And then part two is called a Groovy Bruce movie screening, including a Q&A with Bruce. And tickets go on sale this Friday, the 13th at 10 a.m. via AXS.com. I hope we get a chance to talk to him between now and then. I'm sure we will. We've had him on the program many times. He's always awesome. All right. Uh, time for music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we're going to start with some uh, music news that involves Lady Gaga, who you don't hear about much in our music news segment. But apparently, Lady Gaga and Sully Erna of Godsmack were once an item. And I'd never heard that before. Go figure. Uh, Godsmack drummer Shannon Larkin had said that, yeah, it's true. He said, and that's not, I don't think, a secret. I don't think Sully would bum out if people knew that he dated Lady Gaga. He goes, I mean, she's hot. And she's mega talented. And according to Larkin, it was a brief thing. Uh, Erna only t- uh, only told his friends and the band because he's, quote, not flashy like Tommy Lee or Travis Barker. 
and he's an East Coast guy. Lady Gaga is the real deal. She's yeah. like plays multiple instruments. Um, you know, I think she's she had perfect pitch. I think as well. Don't know. I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. I mean, she she and she's a prolific writer. Yeah. You know, obviously she's a actress. Not, not only a great singer, but she's a stage performer and an actress. And uh, yeah, she's great in uh, uh, Stars Born. Stars Born. She's, she's playing Harley Quinn. Yeah. So uh, rock on. Yep. The Red Hot Chili Peppers, the Smashing Pumpkins, and more are set to perform at the 2023 Bottle Rock Festival. Is it Bottle Rock or Bottle Rocket? I thought it was Bottle Rock. It is. Bo- I thought it was Bottle I mean, Rock. Maybe it is Bottle Rock because it's wine country. I thought it was Bottle Rock. I thought uh, maybe, I, there's a band I like called Can. It's Bottle Rock. Maybe I've it. always seen it and thought Bottle Rocket. When That's I saw what it. I, yeah. All right. I so the bo- Bottle Rock Festival. Uh, other performers include Post Malone, Lizzo, Duran Duran, Little Nas X, and the Smashing Pumpkins. That event will take place on May 26th to the 28th in Napa Valley, California. And then just one more item, and that's it for music news. Ozzy Osbourne admitted uh, he's nervous for his family's big return to television. Following the massive success 20 years ago, the MTV hit The Osbournes. The clan will be featured once again in the upcoming 10-part, 30-minute BBC reality series, Home to Roost, which focuses on the family's move back to Britain. Uh, the new series will also air on BBC One and iPlayer. I wonder how... So, you remember the charm of the original show, and I, I hope they're not positioning this as, you know... Right. Because Same it, thing again. Yeah, Jack yeah. Was, was walking around with, like, army fatigues on and being kooky, and, you know, uh, they they all had their idiosyncratic stuff, mm-hmm. and now they're... You know, he's, he's an adult, he's producing shows, he has his own reality show, she's pregnant, you know, starting right. a family. It's a different animal. The the money shot of that show, I thought, was watching yeah. the Prince of Darkness yeah. putter around the house yeah. and switch out the uh you know, the garbage bags and, and complain about the Do dog you know, peeing on the carpet and stuff like that. What single scene defined that series for me was he's not even in the foreground. I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. He sits on the chair yes. and falls over. Yes! <laughs> so great. And you just it's see in the background. You just see his legs go up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. It was like a captain's chair or something yeah. like that. Yeah. He sits down. They're, they're backstage for a show, and all of a sudden you just hear thump, and you see his legs fly up in the air. Yep. And were, what happened? Ozzy fell over. Yeah, yeah we're watching it. Yeah. I mean, like, you could not have planned something more perfect than that. Yeah. I want to I see this again. We're, we're now watching video playback of it. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> So, you know, who knows if they can pull off that same magic. I think it's got to be a different animal. It has to be. Uh, During a chat with the mirror, Ozzy said... You're just talking to yourself at that point. Yeah, he's just just looking in the mirror, and he said... (laughs) He said, I don't know how the Kardashians have done it for so long. He said, it sent us crazy at the end. Uh, He said, I'm not sorry I did it. But after three or four years, I said, you know what? Uh, we're going to lose somebody because it's getting too crazy. Uh, there's rock and roll fame, which is pretty intense. But the Osborne level was just unbelievable. He said the kids paid for it. They all ended up doing drugs. Jack got clean and sober on that show. Kelly messed up on that show. I was messed up. Sharon got cancer. And he went on to say, I always wanted to know what it would have been like when Beatlemania was around. He said... But I had that with the Osbournes, let me tell you. He said, I remember going into McDonald's for a pee, and when I came out of the bathroom, the whole restaurant was outside screaming at me. So 
he felt more hysteria the- and fame and direct reaction to people around him with the Osbournes than he ever did with Black Sabbath or his Ozzy well, because Osbourne you had solo artists. People who were not yes. at all remotely familiar with the music. Agreed. Just found that great. So, you know, it's interesting. In all this time, through all these iterations, he has another daughter. Yes. That has never yep. been, uh, for her own, she doesn't want to be a part of it. Yes, yeah, she has successfully stayed yeah. out of the spotlight. And I'm curious if that will be the case with this, or maybe we see her. Possibly, know, I'm, yeah. I'm not yeah. really sure. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in music news for you. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll wrap it up, and we'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize and give away our Tattoos Day uh, certificate as well. So stay put, because we won't be gone long. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Tuesday morning with Preston and Steve radio program. A good day today, which is great because Tuesdays, Tuesday's a tough day to pull off a good day for anybody doing anything. It's just kind of like forever until the weekend. And uh, I know it constantly gets dumped on Wednesday as the difficult day. I find Wednesday is a lot more manageable. I think Tuesday is the more formidable. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're working our way through it. We, we can just get rid of it. I would like to thank our guests on the show. We had a nice chat with Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. Tonight. Uh, Stuart's a very nice guy, and uh, his next project is called How to Murder Your Husband. He plays the husband that gets murdered, uh, and it's going to be on Saturday the 14th on Lifetime. 8 p.m. is when that show is. And then also, uh, we had Andrew Collin on, comedian. Never had a chance to chat with him before, but he has been through Philly on a couple of occasions and loves it here. Uh, He's uh, really tight with our good friend, uh, Nikki Glazer. Yes. And so it was nice to talk to him this morning. Yeah, it was very cool. Uh, So he'll be at Helium Comedy Club tomorrow night. eight. Thursday. I'm sorry. Uh, Oh, yeah, God. On Thursday, and uh, 8 o'clock is when that is. Flooding like a bastard out where he is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's see, I guess we should give away our Tattoosday prize. Today is a day where we had people text in the word tattoo in order to win this prize that I'm going to give away right now, which is a $350 gift certificate for floating wall tattoo and piercing, and it goes to Anna Bellistri. Yay! Who is from Coatesville. So, Anna... You get yourself a Preston and Steve show themed tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, You can find them at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. And if you want to see their artwork samples, you just visit floatingworldtattoos.com. Or you can find them on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. So congratulations, and we will set you up with that. Uh, we need to do a letter of the day, and I'm guessing that's going to be you today, Casey. I can do it. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. H as in hoagie. All right, and we are going to give away, very, very simple, on Friday, 300 bucks to our winner. Uh, so if you keep track of those letters, you just might walk away with some cash. That's a three hundred dollar value on Friday. It's worth three hundred dollars. Yeah, 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 it's it pretty is. wild. Yeah, so uh, we'll get that to you hopefully on uh, Friday. Uh, I'll also take this moment to thank our sponsors. Press the Steve Radio Program today, brought to you by Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors, and by Duncan. The Press and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Tomorrow is a Wednesday. Fox Good Day. Secret text word. Yep, we do those things on Wednesdays. Uh, but we're also going to have uh, Tommy Davidson huh. uh, in our studio tomorrow. Excellent. Actor, actor comedian? Yes. yes. Living yeah. color? Yeah. yeah. Ace Ventura 2. So he will be popping in, and we'll spend some time with him. And best of all, we'll get to hang out with you again. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye.
Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Bing You have a lot to focus on every day. Let Virginia Premier focus on your health coverage. Our health plan is only focused on Virginia, so we can connect you with quality health care and local resources. Our added benefits give you more value on top of your medical and drug coverage from Virginia Medicaid. See our benefits at virginiapremier.com slash Medicaid and have your whole family with the same health plan. Virginia Premier, focused on Virginia, focused on you.